Nations proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Monday, November 28th, 2022, live in our studios here on South College Street. My name is J.J. Jackson, proudly serving as the host of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. On the program with me today, I've got Cam Berry and Tom Peavy here with me in the studio, and we are reacting to the news that broke about 10 minutes ago. Auburn football has hired Hugh Freeze. It's trending in that direction. Ross Dellinger reporting the news to be the next head football coach for the Auburn Tigers. Brandon Marcello, seconds ago with 24-7 Sports, confirmed the news as well. So Auburn has found their new leader of the Tigers football program. This is a week where we will be recapping the Iron Bowl that took place over the weekend. We will also be talking about Auburn basketball, who continues their winning ways. They're still undefeated on the college basketball season ahead of a game on Friday against Colgate. Auburn beat St. Louis yesterday in action as well. So we've got a lot to get into. And first and foremost, we hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Tom Peavy, Cam Berry, join me on the show today. Tom, how are you? How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, Thanksgiving was great. Uh, short. Yeah, went home for uh, went from for basically a day and a half and uh, spent time with my family. Got to eat a lot of food. Brought a lot of food home, but then uh, right back in town and right back to work. So uh, it was a good Thanksgiving. And uh, then you know the weekend, uh, the ball game, the Iron Bowl went about as I expected it would. Um, just Auburn being overmatched in that game. Uh, they fought hard, and I applaud them. I applaud the, the I applaud the work that Carnell put in with that team, and I applaud the uh, effort that those guys put forward for Carnell Williams. But uh, ultimately, on the road against Alabama, I mean that was just a, a very very tough task, and and they just came up short. Uh, but now you turn the page, and it it looks like uh, that next page is hitting today, and we'll talk a lot about that as a freeze warning seemingly has come over Auburn. Here it is on the plane, set to be the next head football coach for the Auburn Tigers. I had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday as well, as I mentioned, uh, leaving the program last week, uh, back in October. My younger brother got married this past weekend. My older brother got married, so uh, tons of weddings taking place in my family, and we were able to celebrate this past weekend over the Thanksgiving holiday, which was so much fun and special. Cam Berry's here with us. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Uh, I got to. I went to Columbus, spent some time with some family, saw my mom and dad, uh, and uh, hung out with them, and it was really good. And um, then just you know watched watched a lot of sports, watched a lot of football, uh, enjoyed a lot of Thanksgiving football, and uh, yeah, and it was a great weekend uh, outside from the falcons again every monday you gotta give us the falcons update that you talk about yeah different way to lose games against the commanders this time throw the ball on the four yard line and you you're second and goal and they have no timeouts 
and you've been running the ball really well and and you decide to throw the ball at the four yard line and uh the ball gets tipped and and you know you lose because it's a pick in the end zone. It's it's great. It's really just amazing. I love being a Falcon. <laughs> it's really really riveting. Well, let's stuff. dive into uh, let's dive into this Auburn football news. The Tigers finished the regular season with a five and seven record. Again, a bowl game could be possible for Auburn depending on how some things go in this final week. Uh, of college football games set to be played due to APR scores. Auburn could, in fact, be eligible for a bowl game this season. That'll be coming. Uh, a, a decision on that will be after this upcoming weekend's slate of games. So 5-7 and seven the record for Auburn at the end of the year. And uh, now we know Hugh Freeze set to be the next head coach for the Auburn Tigers. Last week, when we went off the air, we were saying that uh, Lane Kiffin is, is trending in that direction to be the head football coach for Auburn. It got to the 11th hour. Lane Kiffin started to realize how much his family enjoyed being around Oxford, and he's sticking around there to be the Ole Miss football head coach. And then Auburn had to go on to plan B, Tom. Yeah. And uh, Hugh Freeze was plan B, and now he's the next head coach for the Tigers. Yeah, uh, and from everything that I heard from uh, folks that I trust very much and from what was reported out there, it sounded like the Auburn folks really thought that Lane Kiffin was going to be the guy. Uh, it, it felt like it was kind of almost a sign, sealed, and delivered type thing. And like you said, 11th hour kind of changed his mind. And, yeah, the family became a, a, a very big issue uh, with him. Uh, he has a daughter who is a senior in high school out there. Uh, he has a younger son who's enjoying it out there. And he's got other family uh, that have the ties out there. And so – uh, it was going to be tough to try to pull them away uh, to to make this move, and he just decided that he didn't want to. So then that left uh, Auburn kind of scrambling, and uh, you know it seems like Q Freeze was the backup plan, but this is a uh, this is not coming without controversy. Um, there there is a uh, there's a large group of Auburn fans that are not happy about this hire. Uh, and for various reasons, uh, most of it has to do with uh, uh, Hugh Freeze's past when he was at Ole Miss. Um, you know, you you hope that the off-field things have have changed in his life, but uh, there's a lot of people that are pointing to that as reasons that they do not want him. And I understand. Uh, and then you also have the faction of fans that just don't think that he's going to be a good football coach here. And you know, I understand that too. But uh, Ultimately, that's who it looks like who Auburn is going to hire. Uh, it's kind of time to rally behind it. If you want a winning team, you, you hope that uh, you, you try to rally behind it and hope that he can get the players in here that Auburn needs. He's, he's shown that he can recruit uh, when he was at Ole Miss, even though it was uh, kind of got him in some trouble there, I guess you could say. But uh, he's, he's known as a guy that can recruit, can bring guys in from the transfer portal. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be time to rally around him, see what he can do. Yeah, let's see. Hugh Free said to be the next head football coach for the Auburn Tigers. Again, awaiting the official press release from Auburn, which will feature quotes from administration. And then later in the week, I'm sure we'll have the official introductory press conference for Hugh Freeze as he's set to take over as the next head football coach for the Auburn Tigers. Justin Hokinson with Auburn Live is reporting that Cadillac Williams is expected to stay on staff with Auburn football, which is a spot that uh, a lot of people wanted to see happen. Hugh Freeze has been a college football head coach for 11 se- or 12 seasons, 
11 of them have ended with a winning record. Only one year out of 12 has his team finished with a losing record. He made Liberty football relevant. He made that program relevant. Uh, Really cool to see what he was able to do there with Malik Willis, a former Auburn Tigers quarterback, and now he's set to be the next head coach for Auburn. Cam, we'll toss it to you now. Yeah, I'm 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 not a huge fan of the hire. Um, if I'm being 100 percent honest, just I mean, based off the past that that Hugh Freeze has, and and even just the stuff that you see from the past six months, and 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 all of that entails, it's just kind of I just don't think it sends a, a good message. Personally, I just don't think it sends a very good message to the fan base. The fan base is extremely divided over oh. over this hire. Um, and it's gonna it's it's gonna be interesting the next couple years or so how this how this plays out, you know. Uh, I mean, a lot of people say that fixing that that winning fixes things, um, but I just I think this is this is more than about the football program, more than about winning. I think this is just on a personal standpoint, um, the type of person that Hugh Freeze is. I, I'm not a big fan. We're going to get into all of that because there has obviously been a past at Ole Miss, at Liberty as well. There are um, sexual abuse and sexual assault cases uh, that come to mind. Some directly involve the head football coach. Some do not. I I think it is important to point out when making a hire like this that because this was trending on Saturday, right, Tom? This is something that we were hearing could have happened as soon as the game went final and it didn't. It didn't happen yesterday either when you're seeing big coaching carousel news that Luke Fickle is going to go from Cincinnati to Wisconsin. Auburn stays quiet. Like, I am one to believe that Auburn did everything they possibly could to check and make sure uh, that uh, they were making a smart decision with this hire, looking into yeah. all of the background checks and vetting this properly. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. I mean, you, you have to understand they are going to uh, vet these guys they're not just gonna hire them just kind of on a whim i mean they're gonna look into the background they're gonna look into uh the investigations that are currently going on at liberty right now uh and seeing if that involves anything with you freeze um so i mean they're gonna do their due diligence uh at least that's what you hope uh you know as a as a fan of the program and a guy that you know you're about to bring the guy in that's going to be the face of your program for you know what you hope is going to be, you know, a, a good amount of years because you're hoping that he's successful enough and stays out of trouble that he can be here for the long run. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I am not as, uh, I'm not as anti Hugh Freeze uh, as Cam was saying, but he was definitely not one of the guys that was at the top of my list. Um, I do have some. Uh, I do have some hesitations about him, uh, some things that I don't like. Uh, I know I understand the the personal stuff. Uh, I just don't think he's a divided. good person. Well, and, well, there's that, and, and that's dividing a lot of people. But, see, I don't know him as a person. I've never met him as a person. I just know the stuff that is reported out there. Um, and people do change. Uh, I hope in his case that he has changed. <laughs> I hope he's changed in six months. It, well, uh, well, well. The thing is, I mean, those those are just uh, this, the six month stuff are just allegations. I mean, it's nothing that has been confirmed that, that happened. Uh, but there is kind of that track record, I guess you could say. Um, uh, so I'm concerned about that. I'm also concerned about uh, him as a coach, and I know he did some great things. 
at Ole Miss uh, with recruiting and getting some great players in, but then that got them on probation. And he has done great things at Liberty, but it's also Liberty. You kind of wonder about that. He did develop Malik Willis into a uh, into an actual college quarterback, uh, and so that's good. And he's shown that he can win. So I'm he's just he was just not a guy that was at the top of my list. Uh, I've, I've I've shouted it, you know, obviously from the mountaintops that Deion Sanders was who I really thought that Auburn needed to go after. I'm kind of upset yeah, that I'm upset that they just never that he never got any he traction. Never got a, he never got an interview. Yeah, from I apparently I heard that read. he um, I heard that there was a conversation with him, but apparently it went no further than that. So that was the guy that I wanted. I was kind of a one A Deion Sanders and Lane Kiffin one B kind of a one A one B. And then after that, it was like mm, you kind of take your pick. Well, then Deion wasn't happening. Lane looked like it was happening, and that that didn't. So then. Uh, you know, it kind of leaves you there. Uh, if you're Auburn, it really puts you – Lane leaving us kind of at the altar really kind of put Auburn in a situation where Hugh Freeze was really kind of your best candidate as, you know, with all the stuff going on and, and any kind of questions about him. He was still kind of the best big-name guy there because if you go outside of him – who are you looking at? Because you can look at Dan Lanning over at Oregon. I don't know that he's going to leave Oregon after Lan- one year. Lanning's not leaving Oregon. Right. He already so, he shut that down right. so fast. So so Lanning, Luke Fickle is a big name, but you know you don't really know about him. But of course now he just took the Wisconsin job, so Fickle is off the board. Uh, Sonny Dykes over at TCU, he's doing some great things with them, but you know I don't think a lot of people are sold on Sonny Dykes. When you look at that, then you start looking. Well, you know, well, who else? Because I mean, are you going to go get Jeff Grimes? That nobody's going to really maybe not. I w- turn back flips over Jeff Grimes. I you're going to go up and get try to get uh, Ryan Day from Ohio State after they just got blasted no. by Michigan. I mean, I think that would be a big name hire. But I mean, is Ryan Day literally going to leave Ohio State right now? Probably not. Uh, James Franklin up at Penn State. That's a name that popped up, but. Yeah. You know that well. See, that's kind of a meh. I would have Hugh, I, Hugh Freeze ultimately is kind of that name and that hot commodity name. Twice had top ten recruiting classes yeah. at Ole Miss. And if you don't go with him, then you're left kind of scrambling to pick up the pieces, and you may end up with another Brian Harson type hire in the sense that you go and hire a guy that everybody has to Google search to figure out who he is. Yeah, I because think, the other names aren't out there. I mean, yeah, but personally, I, I think I think I would have been happier with uh, taking the interim tag off off of uh, Cadillac. Honestly, like he turned the team around. Everybody loves him. He motivates. He, he and there are some people there. Well. Yeah. What's interesting, you know, and I don't know that Cadillac is ever going to give you an honest answer about this. What is interesting is that Auburn Live and Justin Hokinson had some reporting over the weekend that Cadillac Williams wasn't even that interested in being the full-time right. head coach maybe as not. if he was ready to yeah. kind of have somebody else come in, which is certainly interesting yeah, to think and, about. And maybe he wasn't. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. he's like, maybe I need to just take another step back. I, I'm glad that I got this opportunity because yeah. now I have it under my belt and I can use it to really learn and then maybe – you know, in the future, if the job again becomes open or if, you know, somebody else offers me a head coach job, then I can go take that and and use it to really build up a real resume. That's cool. Um, I can understand that. I can totally get that. Um, 
I'm just saying just from my standpoint, but I, I can understand where he's coming from. Yeah. See, and my, my thing with the Carnell deal, I, I love what Carnell did. I love the energy that he brought with us. But, you know, when you're talking about risk reward, taking the interim tag off of Carnell is so astronomically risky. Look, it is risky. But, because, well, well, right. <laughs> but, I but, the, well, but I mean, but but I I'm saying, it wouldn't but, divide but I'm saying, the fan base. What I'm saying is astronomically, well, it may not divide the fan base, but it could next year when you're talking about a guy that has never been a coordinator, never run a program, never done any of this, and now you put him in the full-time role and he has to get all this stuff done that – with zero experience, yeah. I mean that that risk is astronomical. Let's take and, some phone calls. Yeah, and but you know a guy like Hugh or some of these other guys that have years of experience, there's are there are risks with Hugh because of the system he runs and his background. But the risks are not as great with a Hugh Freeze as they are with trying to take an interim off Carnell. Fun fact, up uh, just presented by Tom Green from AL.com. How about this, Hugh Freeze in 2011? Where was he? He was the head coach at Arkansas State. How about that, guys? Arkansas State had Hugh Freeze as their head coach in 2011, Gus Malzahn as their head coach in 2012, Brian Harson in 2013 all made their way to the Plains. All of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender. A lot of phone calls to get through. We're going to race through some of them right now. As we go to the phone lines, joining us now on the program, we've got our good pal do up first. Matt from Tallahassee. Matt has called into the program. Hi, Matt. What's up, guys? Hi, Tom. Hello. What's up, Cam? Hey, Matt. How's it going? Fine. Hey, JJ. When you're at the basketball game, what side do you sit on? I haven't been to a basketball game this season yet. Cam, have you? Uh, No, I have not. Tom, have you? Uh, I have not been to one this year, no. Oh, because I was looking for you guys, and I haven't seen you guys. Yeah, we haven't been there. Haven't been there. So, so what do you guys think about my like, question is, I got a quick question. Two questions, and we got to let you go. Uh, first question, what do you guys think about the basketball game? And before you answer that one, I got two more. And then what do you think about the player that Devon Reed got and then the quarterback we have for next for next year? Really good recruiting success right now for Auburn. They got a flip over the weekend from a player committed to LSU to go to uh, Auburn, which was huge for the program. And and then, Tom, you want to say something? Auburn picks up their seventh one of the season yesterday at home. A really gritty St. Louis team. Yeah. Still not anywhere near the top 25. Still a team likely to be on the bubble. Auburn has yet to play a top 25 team this season. But they come away with a win at home, which was impressive. Come away with a win. On, uh, yeah, come away with a win. Uh, a big 11-0 run at the end of that to uh, to pull away from, from St. Louis. Uh, uh, yeah, a big win. Auburn's just got to get the offense rolling a little bit better. I mean, they're a little better in the second half, but uh, there's some struggles on offense that they need to get fixed pretty quick. Cam, recruiting for Auburn football, picking up a lot of momentum even today. An yeah. Opelika High School football player committed to play for Auburn, a three-star. Yeah, the guys are working. They're uh, they're they're working hard to, to build up this recruiting class, and um, yeah, I mean they're working hard. Well, hey, well, hey, Cam, and I didn't mean to rip you guys, but see, I, I was going to say there was a lot of bad calls in those games last 
yesterday. Yeah, NCAA wrestlers are tough. And but hey, I got some good news to tell you guys. But my my brother's birthday was Friday. He's forty three now. Nice. We Happy all, birthday we, to we, him. He we me and my mom and dad and Josh went. My brother went to Georgia. Uh, to see my sister for Thanksgiving. We went bowling. I got a few strikes. He does a granny style. But the other good news is, I remember I told you one of my nieces got married. That's exciting. Uh, my, Kay- my, my niece Kaylee, she got married. But here's the good news. My other niece is engaged. Wow. You got a lot of weddings coming up. Yeah, and my, ne- and my nephew has a girlfriend now. She's real, she's real nice and pretty and and so so but uh yeah we had a good thanksgiving um i'm working out at the sports complex i think the other day i saw you guys radio station said 95.9 talk radio or something like that i don't know where i saw that at but i'm still planning to come i'm hoping but um if you guys are at a basketball game make sure you guys wave to me so i'll know where you guys are and and um and stuff but but, hey, I hope you guys had a nice Thanksgiving. And uh, Christmas is right around the corner. And Tom, Santa yes. Claus is watching you. He's making a list. Uh, I, I'm, I'm on my best behavior. We'll talk now, to hey, you soon hey, then, Matt, hey, okay? Hey, 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 I'll call you guys in December. Hey, Tom, you still owe us money. Okay. <laughs> there you go. War hey, Eagle, Cam, buddy. Hey, Cam, keep Tom straight. I got and you. The, and War, War Eagle. Eagle. There we Eagle. go. Awesome. That's our pal Matt from Tallahassee joining us on the program. 334-887-3401. Auburn football set to hire Hugh Freeze as their next head coach, still awaiting the official announcement from the university in press release fashion. But Hugh Freeze, after four seasons at Liberty, coming to the Plains, Auburn will be responsible for a $3 million buyout that they have to pay to Liberty, but making that higher. Next caller up. Anthony from Auburn. Anthony is called in. Hi, Anthony. How y'all guys doing today? Doing all right. What's on your man, mind? Man, y'all spending money like they just uh, printed out here in the backyard somewhere. I mean, <laughs> good God. I mean, you, you're still paying Malzahn. You, you got to pay Harson. Now you got to buy this guy buyout. Then you got to come up with some kind of package that's going to suit him. We'll find out in a few days or at some point what they're going to be. But y'all must be desperate, man. Y'all hiring a guy that, that left Ole Miss. Now, this is a Southeastern Conference team. We're not talking about some little team and some little small conference somewhere. He left them on probation. He, he left in, in a scandal calling those uh, call girls with that thing going on. And to my understanding, he's been doing it again. Now, I mean, it, I mean, y'all want to win that bad that you want something like that? Like I said, I it, 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 yeah. I mean, it, this is it's it's a controversial hire. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It is a controversial hire, and there's no way around it. I I'm not a huge fan of it. I but you know I'm looking more at the the wins and losses. I don't like what he did at Ole Miss. The stuff that's currently going on, I don't know about that because there has been nothing proven with that. But I have to assume that John Cohen, the AD, and other people have looked into that and made sure that he is not tied up into that. Otherwise, they would not have made this decision. I you, hope you know, I hope that's the case. You know, guys, there's a lot of – I'm sure there's a lot of coaches that could have been interviewed, that could have been could have talked to the agents and see if they really wanted to come down for the interview or, or gauge the interest in this job. There's got to be somebody other than a guy like this that resurfaces after this kind of nonsense. And the reason I say that, you look at back here not long ago uh, – when he had that softball scandal, Meredith Jenkins uh, supposed to be the ladies' uh, assistant athletic director or head athletic director for the for the girls' sports or whatnot. Uh, 
wrongdoing was reported to her, inappropriate behavior was reported to her, and she all she did was try to cover it up, and she ended up being fired uh, uh, as soon as uh, uh, Alan Green came in here and, and pushed out the door, and I think some uh, uh, softball coaches got fired or whatnot. I mean, to have something like that go on your campus and then turn around and hire this kind of person that, that uh, is pretty much uh, in the same uh, uh, classroom with them, if you want to call it that, uh, uh, making these phone calls and on probation and I mean, what do you think he's going to do for Auburn? Don't you think he's going to uh, uh, leave Auburn on probation some kind of way or, or do something crazy that leaves a big stain on Auburn that they shouldn't have to have because nobody really wanted to take the time and look around and see who's available? I'm sure there, there's a coach somewhere that could come in here and turn this program around and do the things y'all want done. But to turn to this guy, I mean, you know, I I, I just don't – that don't even look right. I, I mean, nobody could be that desperate. Uh, like, well, you know, as far as what's going to happen with him, I don't know because I don't have a crystal ball. Uh, I I can say this. I hope he keeps his nose clean. I, I hope that, you know, he does not get involved in anything. simple fact is he's won everywhere he's been. Now, you can talk about Ole Miss and going on probation, but he has not put Liberty on probation, and he's won there, and they've won big games. They, they beat Arkansas this year. Uh, so he First knows, time they ever beat an SEC school. Huge. Yeah. So, made their I, program relevant, top yeah. twenty-five rankings. Well, well, yeah, he did. But I'm just saying, I, I wouldn't want to hire anybody like that. Let him go somewhere else. I mean, you know, I would not bring in this, this guy. I mean, you're bringing in somebody that that probably at some point is going to do. Think about it like this now. You got Georgia on top of the world. You got Alabama on top of the world. LSU trying to get back there. You see Tennessee is trying to get there. And you got all the other schools in, in the conference. That's. I mean, you think about it. The SEC is the toughest conference of any kind of football that you could possibly watch anywhere. And everybody's trying to get to that conference championship game. Everybody want to go to Hallelujah Land. At some point, this guy can say, "Hey, look, uh, what I'm doing here is not working. Trying to play by the book and all that. I can throw that out the window. I, I got to get here, and the only way I know how to get here is to do this. And that's gonna happen. You uh, watch what I tell you. It's gonna happen. I'll be calling y'all back when that time come around. I just don't see why anybody want to go after a Hugh Freeze when there's other coaches out there that could have possibly had that job. I mean, you know, and, and then to just zero in on two coaches. I mean, I don't. I mean, nobody else was considered for any kind of interview or some kind of uh, extensive talk. Or Albert or talked some, to many coaches. Yeah, they did. Not just and two. No, and nobody wanted this job. They ain't an offensive coordinator somewhere, even in the pros that might have wanted to come on down and, and try his hand. There's got to be. I mean, I just don't understand it. So I do want to say this. I got my hair cut uh, Saturday morning a little late than I normally do, and I'm glad I did because I ended up bumping into Cadillac. He was getting his hair cut there too. And I tell you, just from having a conversation on with Sunday. Mel, Saturday, Saturday. Wait, hold on, my bad. Friday morning. It was, was Friday yeah. morning. I was about to say he was at the Iron Bowl on Saturday. <laughs> my, my, it was it was Friday morning. There you I, go. I mean, I got a little later than I normally do. I usually get it really early, but and ran into Cadillac. That's fun. Ran into Cadillac and the conversation. It was, you know what? Just left me with just impressed. A, a class act. A, a good attitude. I mean, you could tell the guy just excited. I, I mean, you know, you just couldn't ask for a better person. Just uh, you know, the love he has for Auburn. And, uh, you know, we just uh, had a really nice down-home, good conversation and, and everything. And I, I tell you, I, you know, I uh, know he don't have experience, but I think I might have just went that route than to go with Hugh Freeze, let him see what he can do in recruiting. But, of course, you would have to have a veteran staff, uh, a veteran uh, coordinators and everything to make a smoother transition and perhaps bring somebody in or some kind of mentor that could probably help him through the process might have been a better deal than going this route with a guy as dirty as a Hugh Freeze. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, the South Conference office don't have anything to say about the hire. Uh, uh, they're not kicking against it or, or 
or whatnot, considering that, this man's background. Well, I, I, part of that vetting process to to go after him is going to make sure that the SEC office is okay with that because they're they're and not they approved gonna, it. They have to be able to approve that. They're not going to just go and hire a coach that the SEC office and and everybody says no, you don't need to do that. So the SEC seems okay with it. Auburn seems okay with it. They're going to go after him. Uh, and you mentioned Carnell Williams. All the reports out there are that that Carnell is still going to be on staff. So I think that's huge. That's huge for Auburn. For recruiting uh, Yeah, it, but there's no sign that Carnell wanted. That's a good move. There's no sign that Carnell wanted that head coaching job. So, right. um, so, but he's going to be on staff. And I've also now seen reports that uh, Matt Luke might be coming on staff. And, and Offensive line. Yeah. Yep. I'm seeing that report. And we're seeing Brandon Marcello now report that Hugh Freeze is already recruiting. He is already out recruiting for Auburn. We saw the commitment from an Opelika High School player earlier today, so he's off and running with this new job. And and there's there's guys jumping in the transfer portal that I'm sure he's going to immediately contact. So uh, you got a quarterback from Michigan that uh, is in the transfer portal, offensive lineman from Alabama in the transfer portal. I mean, those are some big areas that you can hit real quick. That's, that's certainly true. And, you know, Matt Luke is one of the best in the country. You know, we saw what he did for Georgia when he was there. We know he was a, a coach at Ole Miss for a while, and things didn't quite work out. So, yeah, he, he was on a million-dollar Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. He was at Georgia, close to it. So, uh, I guess it's going to take that to get him here at Auburn, uh, being a former head coach himself and got national championship rings on his finger was at Georgia. So, it's going to probably be a million dollars to bring him on down this way. But we're gonna be, it's going to be something to see. But, you know, I just uh, kind of wished Auburn would have went in another direction, but it didn't. But I want to ask you guys this question. What if later on it does come true that he's back in those phone calls or whatnot? Then what is that going to do for everybody? When you're talking about having somebody as a leader for somebody to follow and, and, and you know, some kind of moral compass or something, if that's a, uh, such a thing in this day and time, what do you come? What are you going to have then at that point? Trouble on our hands. Yeah, but, again, yeah, Anthony, we can't predict the future. <laughs> and and I, I'm one to believe that Auburn has done everything possible to vet Hugh Freeze. Uh, I think it's important that we get all the facts, and we're going to continue to do that with a lot of these lawsuits that are in place and with Hugh Freeze not directly being named in them. I think that's important to point out and bring to folks' attention. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if it doesn't go well for Auburn, then you move on to the next coach. That's what Tennessee was trying to do post-Philip Fulmer. They keep trying to find the next good coach, and Josh Heupel seems to have been a good one for him. So we'll see if this one pays out for Auburn. Well, it's definitely going to shake up the conference. It's going to shake up recruiting. It's going to put you all in a spot to get some players that you normally wouldn't get. It's going to bring some excitement. It's going to spice things up, and we're going to see what happens in the 2023 season that comes up. But one thing I do want to mention, uh, how did, didn't, y'all, when, didn't y'all play in some kind of tournament this past weekend or something down in the Bahamas or somewhere? Cancun, Cancun Mexico. Yeah, Cancun. Okay, y'all was in Mexico. Okay, Alabama's been down in the Bahamas. Did y'all win the tournament? or, or? Did. Auburn, yes. Auburn did win the tournament. Now, we did not beat the number one team in the nation like Alabama did, but we won the Cancun tournament. Yeah, I saw Alabama was night. in Portland, Oregon. The tail end of that uh Four overtimes. Yeah, four overtimes. I saw the last few seconds. Didn't realize they were even playing last night. But uh, Alabama looks good, bro. North Carolina is a historic program. That's a good win. I, Alabama, yeah, Alabama yeah. look. Alabama looks very, very dangerous right now. They they've got a player on their team right now that is an absolute daggum stud. Yeah, Brandon Miller. Brandon why, why Miller. He is an really absolute good. friggin' stud. Well, I tell you guys what. That's gonna make it so exciting once they get in the conference play and face you guys. I guess you two guys will be going head to head for conference titles and and uh, and then that tournament title and all that, and then head on to the big dance. It, you know, it would be some if if they could if fix that thing just right. 
where Alabama on one side, Auburn on the other, and they can meet in the Final Four and get in there for that for the championship game, you know? Like Duke and North Carolina last year. Man, that, that'd be awesome, you know what I'm saying? So maybe that might happen. Just keep your fingers crossed. But, guys, I'm going to be calling y'all, and we're going to make it do what it do and all <laughs> that good stuff, and we're going to see you uh, next week. Uh, did Thanksgiving you... go okay, Anthony? Did you enjoy some family time? Yeah, everything was good. Just ate too much food. Now i got to try to lose a few pounds. But, yeah, everything was <laughs> lovely. Time off from work and time with with family and uh, good food. And I hope y'all guys did the same. But I'm going to be calling y'all. And uh, as the days go by, as we get more and more about this Hugh Freeze and Great. different things going on, and then once y'all make a formal announcement and everything and, and uh, present them to the whole world, uh, we'll be calling back. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. All right. That's uh, Anthony from Auburn joining us there on the program. 334-887-3401. Guys, we need to take our first break of today's show. When we come back, James from Montgomery is due up next. James will be next on Sports Call. Hugh Freeze set to be the next head football coach for the Auburn Tigers. We're reacting here on 95.9 FM. Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. Now back to more Sports Call with J.J. Jackson and the guys. Welcome back into the program. Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM. And on the Tiger Communications app, J.J. Jackson here inside the studio. Tom Peavy and Kim Berry join me here on the show. Reports everywhere that later today, Hugh Freeze expected to be publicly announced as the next head football coach for the Auburn Tigers by way of Arkansas State, Ole Miss, and Liberty Tom Peavy, you said it best. A a freeze warning yeah. here coming to the plains. And uh, I, but you can have a lot of great puns with yeah. your last name being Freeze. I'd imagine. Yeah, I, you know the only well, and not the only thing that bothers me. What what does bother me with the the announcement is, I mean, it is very very divisive. All you got to do is look on social media right now. Uh, you can go through Twitter and you can see it. Uh, I just was perusing Facebook and just seeing kind of what people are saying there. Uh, there is a lot of people that are just, you know, I'm done with Auburn Pissed. football. Yeah, Pissed. they are. Yeah. Um, done. You know, I'm seeing a lot of that done. Why? Um, not, but good. I'm seeing it, but I, but then on the flip side, I'm seeing other people that are screaming, let's go, you know, you know, so I mean, it's, it, a, it's very divisive. I, and I, I think, you know, when, I, I think there may have been some other guys that would have been less divisive, but I don't know that they're guys that can maybe get you to winning ways is what, you know, and get the players here. here so here's my take on this, and this is kind of my deal. Tell me. I, it, it feels dirty. Um, I, think he, I think he can be a successful coach. I, he's won everywhere he's been. So I think he can be successful. I think he can put a good staff around him. It sounds like he's keeping Carnell. We're hearing, I'm hearing reports of Matt Luke coming in. The guy has shown he can recruit for, you know, legally, illegally, but a lot of the stuff he was doing at Ole Miss is now okay to go because you've got the NIL stuff. So maybe he can work with that and get the players in here. My thing is don't be an a-hole. Don't. That's what I'm that, – that, if, if, if you can come here, come here and win games – Bring in players. Don't be a dirty a hole. Yeah, and that, and that's all I ask. 
if you are if you are currently a dirty a hole and you have been a dirty a hole in your career, do not come here and be a dirty a hole. Win football games, keep your nose clean, become a pillar of this community, and yeah. let's ride. And, 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 but now, if you're going to come here and you're going to bring, if you're going to bring that BS that you've been doing that has got this fan base divided right now, then I don't want you. No. But if you can keep your nose clean and you can come in here and win football games, then let's go. Let's roll. Let's get the staff going. Let's get some players going. And let's win some damn football games and maybe win a damn championship. And it, it is so But divided. don't be a dirty a-hole. No matter who you are, let's just make that a, you know, yeah. let's yeah, all be great people. Yeah, Let, we're talking about the guy with the track record of being. He one. has a track record of being a dirty a-hole. And, and that's just, why the fan man, base is so divided. So that's my thing. Come here and win ball games. Keep your nose clean and don't be a dirty a hole. Right, and we'll be fine. Hugh Freeze with ties to Auburn already. Uh, some of his daughters attended Auburn University. Some still live in the community. Even uh, Will Herring, some former Auburn football players, have posted their support of the decision prior to today. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to continue to react. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one. Hugh Freeze set to be the next head coach for the Auburn Tigers. To the phone lines we go. James from Montgomery. James has called into the show. Hi, James. Hello, and War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle. Yeah, I know that y'all are talking about Hugh Freeze, and I'm very excited for Auburn to actually make this decision and a long decision at that. And I think with the allegations under Hugh Freeze's feet, I mean, he is a head coach. He's a former head coach at Liberty. But bringing all of this um, – you know, conspiracy to Auburn with what he's done of, you know, talking on the phone and, you know, getting, um, getting, getting like, you know, talking with, um, people in the, like trying to, you know, do like the, um, how, how I call it? I'll have to say, um, escort like, services. Yes. Yes. Thank you. The escort services as well. And from, well, actually, that is unacceptable in a college football head coach's mind. I mean, the man is married. He has kids. He has a wife. He needs to stop doing that. You know, I mean, what other head coach out there for college football ever done that? Not good ones. Exactly. Not very good ones. Because, I mean, with Hugh Freeze, if you're going to, if he's going to come to Auburn, he needs to stop doing that. We're, we are a, a strong program in Auburn. And I've seen, for me, as being an Auburn fan, for as long as I can remember, I've seen head coaches come and go, come and go. I mean, I've seen um, athletic directors come and go. So I think this is the time to turn over a new leaf, and we need to win championships. Because I was uh, yesterday I was in uh, the Iron Bowl, and everybody was talking about Alabama was going to win the national championship. Okay, okay, that, that's fine for Alabama, but they're not going to win. They're not going to win another championship. They might look at one, but look at Georgia. I mean, I might see uh, Alabama-Georgia rivalry again for the national championship, and guess who's going to win that? Georgia. If they play Michigan, who's going to win that? Michigan. If Tennessee and Alabama plays, who do you think is going to win that? Tennessee. If Texas beats Alabama again for the national championship, if they make it to a national championship in December, who's going to win that? 
Texas. And I think Nick Saban, at the age of 71 years old, I think it's time for him to move on. You know, give it to somebody that's young, that has a lot of uh, coaching experience. You know, you just can't come to a university like Alabama and say you want to, you know, tie the the all-time college football record against the greatest coach of all time, Paul Bear Bryant. I mean, it, it doesn't work that way. I mean, I've looked at, you know, so many coaches at the University of Alabama. I mean, they don't have, um, you know, they have Nick Saban's name up there, but the last time that Nick Saban won the national championship was in 2017. In 2017. And on the other hand, uh, Paul Bear Bryant got a whole row under his statue with a lot of different years that he's been coaching. And he's one of the best coaches at the University of Alabama as well. Nick Saban's won several national championships at Alabama, James. Yeah, and I, I know that, but I'm I'm just looking at like the the last one that he won was in 2017. In 2020, remember he won in 2020. Oh yeah, I forgot about that yeah. one. Yeah, uh, yeah, in 2020, I forgot about that one. But I'm just, you know, I was at the game in Iron Bowl yesterday, and I was very disappointed. Did you have a good time? Oh, I had a good time. I thought I was like at a rock concert in the third and fourth quarter of the game. I, I thought it was something that I would never ever forget that moment. Did you wear but Auburn gear? I was I was like decked out from head to toe in Auburn gear. I had my Auburn mask, Auburn hoodie, Auburn shirt, blue jeans, Auburn uh, Under Armour uh, sneakers. I was just you were just ready to all, go. I was just ready to go, and and it was just amazing. You know, meeting up with some of my. Uh, meeting up with some of my Auburn uh, family that I haven't seen in over, like, two, like, since the pandemic. So it was really amazing. I um, got a lot of people, you know, reactions. They were saying, you know, they were welcoming me back to the fan base and everything, and it was amazing. It was an amazing moment. And I had an electric time. I, I had an electric moment. I was right there with the, with the team, and until the uh, second quarter of the game, I looked up at the scoreboard, and it wasn't what I expected out of Auburn. So I think if we play another Iron Bowl, I think Hugh Freeze would turn this team around as well. Uh, Auburn, just a moment ago, we've got Robbie Ashford speaking on Twitter. Robbie Ashford saying, Coach Hugh Freeze, welcome to the Plains. Let's get to work. We've got unfinished business to handle Hashtag War Eagle and a lot of people talking about his passing development of Malik Willis at Liberty and his ability to work with quarterbacks. So hopefully whoever the quarterback is for Auburn next season has a great year. And Robbie Ashford made a lot of people happy with his rushing performance in the Iron Bowl. He scored two touchdowns on Saturday while you were there, James. Yes, he actually did uh, score two touchdowns and he actually passed Auburn um you know, he passed Cam Newton's record. And um, I know during the second quarter of the game, he was, um, I guess he got hurt because um, I was looking at it on my phone and his um, throwing hand was actually stepped on. So I don't know if he's going to be able to play or if he's done for the season. I'm not quite sure on that. Yeah, he, he seems to be in good spirits. So uh, excited to see. Uh, what 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 it looks like for Robbie Ashford going into next year. But all in all, you're going to support Hugh Freeze, James, as the next head coach. Is that what we're hearing? Yes, I am, and I would love to talk to him personally when he comes in 2023 and shake his hand and welcome him, welcome Hugh Freeze and his family to the Auburn family. And I'm hoping that we'll turn this program in the right direction, and I'll probably see them actually 
taking our policy, Coach Freeze, actually uh, bringing a, a huge cold front to, to Auburn as well. There you go. Absolutely. We love all the puns. A freeze warning coming to the Plains, right? Yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be like a blizzard coming to Auburn as well. <laughs> get and your jackets. Gonna, yeah, get your jackets because you're going to need this. It's going to be like 20 below freezing as Woo! well. Get that parka out. Yeah, because I think this is going to be, you know, Nick Saban better be ready because when we play another Iron Bowl, this is going to be our year. And you Freeze beat Nick Saban twice. When he was at (laughs) Ole Miss, he beat Nick Saban in 2014 and 2015. Yeah, so I think I think Nick Saban he is going to have his his um, his cold moments as well. So it's time for him to pack up and um, you know just settle down and and watch a, a, a good head coach in Hugh Freeze. He he's really going to bring a lot of um, a lot of snow to to Auburn as well. Well, James, we need your final thoughts today, buddy. What do you got? Well, actually, my final thoughts, I'm actually going to be watching Monday Night Football and seeing um, the Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, Jeff Saturday's uh, Indianapolis Colts, and I have the Pittsburgh Steelers winning tonight, 34-28. 34-28. Should be a good one. Well, we'll talk to you tomorrow, James, okay? All right, sounds good, and War Eagle. War Eagle. That's our good pal James from Montgomery joining us there on the program. 334-887-3401. Next caller due up, Chris from Valley is here with us. What's going on, Chris? What's going on, guys? Hey, you guys on? doing all right? We doing are. Great, Hope man. you had a great Thanksgiving. I had a fantastic Thanksgiving, and on Monday was really good. Um, I heard this morning, which apparently the source was very off, that Hugh was not going to be the next head coach at Auburn, that we were looking at other candidates, but definitely wrong source, and that's why you don't listen to everybody, guys. <laughs> well, so, well, 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 hold on. I, I, but let, let me jump in, though. <clears throat> I was hearing the same thing, uh, and I was seeing that reported uh, in some other areas that that – because of some backlash uh, from fans and backlash from even some of the boosters that Auburn may be kind of cooling on that one and may be kind of looking around, but then I think heads all kind of came together and they came to a consensus that that's where they wanted to go. But I was hearing the same thing now that that it may not be Hugh Freeze, but then all of a sudden, bam, here it is. They've done a really good job on keeping this under wraps, I will say that. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. so – but – Guys, I, I don't I don't like it. I really don't. I, I hate to be this Debbie Downer. Um, I didn't really want Lane, and I sure didn't want Hugh Freeze. But look, I'm gonna support Auburn no matter what. But I'm I'm with you guys. Like, come in, be a part of the community, and change change what has gone on the past. I mean, I I mean I'm telling you guys, I have not felt as good about Auburn football in the past few years as I have the past few weeks with Carnell Williams. Like, I just – I the the Agreed. atmosphere. Like, I mean, these – like, the kids wanted to play. Like, this guy – like, Carnell – like, Cadillac's been on the staff. He played at Auburn. But what Cadillac brung was passion. Like, and you don't see that from a lot of coaches. Like, you see that from Saban on the sideline. When Saban's, like, very mad, but he loves his players. Like, he is, he is a loving individual. Like, you don't always see that side of him, but you can tell. Like, his players want to play for him. Dabo, his players want to play for him. Kirby, his players want to play. Like, we, we've got to have that guy. Like, and I just don't feel – I feel like Gus was there 
until and and I hate to say this about Bo, but I, I wasn't a huge fan of Bo. He's been very successful at Oregon. I, that's all I'll say about that. But there's been some decisions that I feel like Gus couldn't make for his team because of of pressure from the boosters and things. I don't know how you guys feel, and I don't even want to take, get your takes on that. But I, I that was my that was my feelings. I want a coach that's going to come in as a fan. I want a coach that comes in that loves his players, that is going to do things by the book from a moral high ground. That's that's what I want as a fan. And I just don't know if you get that from Hugh Freeze. And there's a reason that our fan base is pushing back. Half of them are pushing back on this hire. So I hope I hope it does go good. I will support Auburn. But this this hire, this hire, I, I don't like it. I really does at this moment I don't like it. And I hope I'm proven wrong. I really do. Yeah. I I mean I'm kind of one of those I'm hoping I'm proven wrong too, because he was down my list of, of who I wanted Auburn to go after. Uh but he was on my list. Uh but yeah, I mean I'm I have some trepidations about things just because of his background and his past and and that's scary. Uh it it feels dirty, uh it feels grimy. Uh I, I don't like that. Um, I think that he can come here and bring in players, and I think he can come in here and win football games, but at what cost? But that's something that we don't know that's going to happen. He may come in here and be a you know a pillar of society and never get into any trouble whatsoever and win games, and that's great. His track record says otherwise, but we don't know what's going to happen there. And so these are some risks that you have to take, and you know I think – Taking a, taking a coach with maybe a clean background that has zero experience coaching is a bigger risk than bringing in a guy that has experience coaching that you just need to try to make sure he keeps his nose clean. And they're going with that route. I'm I'm with you. I just I feel like we could have waited a little bit. I mean, I know what Auburn wanted. Well, Auburn no, wanted. you can't you can't wait though. That's the thing, bud. You can't wait because National Signing Day is right around the corner. And these guys, yeah. these kids are jumping out of the these kids are jumping in the transfer portal right now. You got to get on them right now. You got to get on these recruits right now because this recruiting class Auburn has yeah. is scraping the bottom of the dadgum barrel. It opened today. Yeah. It, it opened today, and we're already seeing teams: Michigan, Georgia, several teams that are going to be in the playoff with players going yeah. into the portal. I mean, I wasn't expecting to see those teams hit the ground that quickly, but Cade McNamara, right. for example, the quarterback at Michigan right. who led them to the playoff last year, lost his job. He's already in the portal, you know? And so yeah. you got to get a coach that can go yeah. after yeah, those you players can't, right, you can't right wait. now today. Yeah, you, you have to make this decision immediately. You can't wait any longer because you've got to hit the ground running in the recruiting and transfer portal. I guess I, I see where y'all are coming from. See, I didn't I didn't realize that. I I haven't paid too much of close attention to that, but it just it does it sucks. I mean, I hate how fi- how fast paced this is. I really yeah. I really I really hate that. It's it's like I'm going in to Walmart and I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna just buy what I need, and then you come out with because you got to have it. I mean, anyways. I, well, well, yeah, because I you know National Signing Day. The big national signing day used to be in February, and so you would see a lot of coaching changes not happen until the first of the year when all the bowl games were done and the championship games were done, and then things would start moving in the coaching carousel. These days, it's happening during the season a lot more, and it's happening right as soon as the regular season especially is over because of that signing day in December now has become the big one. So you can't wait till the first of the year, otherwise you'd get left behind. And and Auburn finds himself in that situation again this year. 
just like they did with Brian Harson, that you got to make a decision real dadgum quick and get somebody in that can start doing that and not wait until the end of the year because otherwise you miss out on a lot of the players that you're trying to get. I got you. I got you. So I do have a question. So with the transfer portal opening, did did we have any players like did we have any major keys that are that are transferring out of Auburn? Actually, the only one uh, transfer portal news that has come out from Auburn is actually Landon King, who took himself out of the transfer portal to come back to Auburn. Now that's not saying that players are going to leave because there may be some that once they announce this Hugh Freeze deal, there may be some guys that say peace out and they're gone. But that has not happened. The only thing that has happened right now is Landon King has said that he's going to come back to Auburn and not be in the transfer portal. Chris, we're at the end of the hour, brother. Thanks for uh, calling in today. Good to hear from you. I appreciate it, guys. That's our pal Chris from Valley joining us there on the program. Man, we're off and running here on Sports Call today, continuing to take all of your phone calls. Hugh Freeze named the next head football coach for the Auburn Tigers. What is the future of the program? What can Auburn do in the transfer portal? And more, more, more. We're discussing it all here on Auburn's First at Auburn's Favorite Sports Talk Show. Alongside Cam Berry and Tom Peavy, my name is J.J. Jackson. One hour in the books, and we're rolling. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starting right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Cam Berry and Tom Peavy. Here today on this Monday, November 28th, 2022, we hope that you enjoyed the Thanksgiving holiday. We're talking about the Auburn football news of the day. The Tigers have announced, uh, or haven't officially announced, but it's being reported by everybody that Hugh Freeze is set to be the next head football coach for Auburn. What I want to do, though, guys, we haven't spent as much time talking about this. Let's talk a little bit about the Iron Bowl. It is a game that we look forward to. 364 days a year until it actually gets here. We take some time to enjoy it. The game was played in Tuscaloosa this year. Auburn falls by a score of 49-27. to Another game where Auburn had two 100-plus yard rushers, Jarquez Hunter and quarterback Robbie Ashford. Both went over 100 yards rushing. Auburn scored the game's first touchdown. I mean, uh, a lot of people thought Auburn could get absolutely run out of the uh, of the gym, so to speak, in this yeah. one against Alabama. But that was not the case. I mean, I mean, Tom, you look at the Iron Bowl. What stood out to you from the actual game on Saturday? Uh, 
the the biggest takeaway from Auburn is the self-inflicted wounds. Uh, I, I think that was yeah. the biggest takeaway. Uh, there was a very, I think, a very very bad call, mm, bro. That that call is terrible, like terrible. Like I, I, I just don't understand when it comes. How, to, how can you review? How it? can you review it and still get it wrong? Yeah, because. How, or say that there's not sufficient evidence that you can overturn that. First of all, he didn't touch it. He maintained when he got up, he shook his head. He said he didn't touch it at all. He he backed his hands out, whatever. And I guess in that situation, you could say, don't put your hands out in the first place and you don't right. have to worry about it. But still, he didn't touch the ball. Alabama players just jumped on it like he touched it and uh, and the refs just went with it. Yeah. Like Instead of making their own distinctive call and actually paying attention to the actions that transpired. And then to go back and review it, you see the angle, the, the front angle, where you can tell that he didn't touch it. You look right. at the back angle, you see the closer side, and you see that the ball didn't move at all and, and touch his fingers at all. And and for that to just happen, it, it and, and and that was a very crucial play because you give Alabama a short field, they score a touchdown right before halftime, they get the ball coming out of halftime, and, of course, they drive down and score. That's 14 points. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a 14-point swing a right swing. there, a huge 14-point swing. Um, so it, it did have an effect. I think that was a very egregious call. I, I didn't like that. Um, I, I think that's one of those on the field you can't – because they called it, they called it, they ruled that he touched it and on review, I guess they didn't have enough, quote unquote, they didn't have enough evidence to overturn not? it. But the thing is, you can't make that call on the field that he touched it. That yeah. That's the problem is then you review it and say, okay, because yes, not, he did touch you're it. You're not paying attention to right. what is actually happening. Right. You're basing it, you're basing your call off of the reactions of the players. Right. And that's not how you're supposed to call a game. You're supposed to call a game how you see it when you're paying attention to the actions that transpired right. on the field. When, when it's that when it's that close and the guy's pulling his hands back, you can't call that he touched it. You can go back and review it and see if he did, but you can't call it that he touched it. Now you know you got to leave those for obvious when it hits the guy, and I mean it's obvious he hits him. Then yes, but when it's one that close, I think as an official you can't call that he touched it unless you legitimately saw that ball touch his hands. And there's no that? way. There is absolutely no way that any official on that field saw him touch there's that no ball. Way. To make that call. There's no way. There, and, there's no way that and, you saw that. And even still, I wouldn't look at the Bama. I wouldn't have looked at – if you're looking at player reactions, I would not have looked at how an Alabama player would have reacted right. because they're going to act like they're going to get the ball of course. Way. But I, I I would look at the Auburn player because they're going to they're going to tell. If they touch that ball, they are going to – like if if who, who was back there to, to cover? Keontae Scott, I think. Yeah, yeah. So if Keontae touches that ball – Right, he's gonna go after it like he touched it, right? And that's where how you can tell. Oh, he touched the ball. All right, it's a free ball. Then he muffed the punt, but he backed up, backed off, didn't do anything, and walked away. Shook his head like, no, I didn't touch it at all whatsoever. Well, well the thing is, head, though, whatever. Yeah, the thing is, though, I mean, as, an, oh, as the official, you can't react to like you were saying. No, you can't react to what any of the players. You can't react to. Keontae Scott, you can't react to the Bama players. You have to go with what you see. And there's absolutely no way, no how, that an official on that field saw that he touched that no. ball or thought that he no. touched the ball. There's there's just zero way that any official would have seen that and thought, yes, he touched it. You have to call that that there's no touch. And then if you need to go back and review to see if he did, then go back and review that and get it correct. But right. you can't call that he touched that when – 
you, it's very clear that he didn't. Or they, I mean, it's close enough. You just but, can't. Easy. But either way, that there was that play. It did turn into a fourteen point swing uh, for what I said. But there were other self inflicted uh, penalties that Auburn had you know, with false starts. A lot of false starts. Um, you you had yeah, a couple so, fumbles. Yep, couple fumbles. You're putting the ball on the ground. You can't do that against Alabama. It, uh, I mean, even when you're at your best against Alabama, you have to play your best. And now when you're, especially in Auburn situation, you got an interim coach, you have a roster that is depleted, and that's, you know, the dead horse that we've beaten about how under-talented they are. To get to make that upset on the road like that, you have to play perfect beyond perfect. <laughs> I mean, perfect against Alabama is when you've got a great roster and, and you've still got to play perfect on the road against Alabama. When you're depleted roster and, and everything that's yeah. been going on, you have to go beyond perfect. So, yeah. um, And they didn't. They, there are too many self-inflicted wounds. However, I will say this. They kept fighting. They did. They fought hard. They than kept you fighting. Thought. Yeah, they kept they fighting. They fought hard. I, I applaud that. It ended up being a blowout, which is what I thought was going to happen. But I, I never really saw or felt like the team completely rolled over no, and just no. gave up. Um, I thought Robbie Ashford played the best game of game. his career. Played a very good game. Two rushing I, touchdowns, yeah. ran for over 100 yards, and, and he got a passing touchdown through an absolute a dime. dot. Yeah. An absolute dot to Javaris Johnson in the back corner of the end zone. I mean, you, you really and truly couldn't have asked for much better play yeah. from Rob, if we're, be, if we're being honest. Sure. It just is what it is. Obviously, Bryce Young is Bryce Young, right? Sure. We know that. Um, we we didn't even sack him once, right? I mean, he just moves well, so well he's around just the pocket. So good, he, moves, he just can manipulate the pocket so well. Yeah. And we already have Auburn already has trouble getting pressure, so it, it was just something that just that formula. And that's what I said on Friday was a key, one of the keys to the game, um, or excuse me, Wednesday was one of the keys to the game was. You have to be able to get in his face, and, and Auburn didn't. Auburn right. just could not get in his face, could not pressure him, could not make him feel uncomfortable whatsoever, and that resulted in just him just being able to sit back there and just pick us apart, yeah. pick Auburn apart, just do 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 well, drop, and it just is what it is. I uh, mean, he's Auburn, a pro-caliber quarterback. Sure. Uh, Auburn's defense, I've, I thought, did a good job against the run game. Now, they did have yeah. the one – they had the one burst, and there were a couple times that Bryce used his legs to get out of trouble and make some runs. But overall, in just the general running game, the defense did a really good job of shutting that down. However, the secondary got just blasted, blasted. again. Uh, a lot of concerns. I, I have a lot of concerns with the secondary. Uh, I mean, and, just... and getting and, and that's going to be another one of those areas of recruitment that they need to shore up that secondary. Um, I don't and even necessarily but especially, think the corners are terrible. They're I really not, they're think, not terrible. I really think because a, a pass rush and, and cover corners are so – complimentary right and you can only cover somebody for so long because they're the ones running away from you sure so it, it, it's definitely difficult um but there was also some bad busted there coverages. were some busted there coverages. Some busted. I, you know but i'm just saying in general when it comes to giving i'll give a corner some slack especially if the quarterback has all day to be able to just walk and sit back in the pocket and look for the open receiver because eventually somebody's going to get open you know what i'm saying yeah uh, and and it's just it just is what it is especially if, if we're not blitzing right how, how many times i don't even how many times do we even blitz i don't even think we blitz all that often we do we couldn't well no uh, well that's the thing i mean you can't because uh well, hey, you weren't getting there uh, with a blitz, but right. I mean, if you're blitzing, then you're putting even more pressure on your secondary exactly. that's already struggling. It's already struggling, and exactly. So, you, so you, it's just yeah. it's a lose lose situation at that point. 
So it, it's just tough to to do it. I, I think I think these guys they fought hard. They did they did well. I would say for for how the circumstances yeah. turned out. It really you know the spread was twenty two and a half and twenty two points covered. So, yeah, they covered. You know, I mean, Vegas is insane, man. <laughs> like terrifying. Yeah, it's 22 wild. and a half and the game yeah. finishes at 22. 22. That's why you That's just wild. don't bet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Too scary to make away, all those from decisions Vegas. from time it's, to time. It's dangerous. Let me tell you. They are, they are way, way, way too good at what they do. All right. Uh, we'll get set to take our first break here in just a moment. But I do want to celebrate some birthdays in sports for today. It's time for today's Birthdays in Sports. Birthdays in Sports presented by our friends at Max Credit Union. Allow Max Credit Union to help you with all of your banking needs. I'm not kidding you. We have a ton of birthdays here today to get through. Let me give all the birthday shout-outs. Turning 30 years old is Jarvis Landry in the NFL. Brian St. Pierre, the former NFL quarterback, turning 43 years old. Leandro Barbosa is turning 40. Andrew Bogut is turning 38. Brandon Boston Jr. is turning 21. Jose Trevino is turning 30. And Marc-Andre Fleury is turning 40, 38. Who are these people, you may ask? Let's dive in. Jarvis Landry, 30 years old, current wide receiver for the Saints, selected in the second round of the 2014 draft, and uh, drafted by the Miami Dolphins out of LSU, also played for the Cleveland Browns, five-time Pro Bowler and the receptions leader in 2017. Brian St. Pierre is a former NFL quarterback, selected in the fifth round of the 2003 NFL Draft by the Pittsburgh Steelers out of Boston College, also played for the Ravens, Cardinals, and Panthers. Leandro Barbosa is 40. He is now currently the assistant coach for the Sacramento Kings. He was uh, played in the NBA, drafted by the Spurs in the 2003 NBA Draft, but traded to the Suns right away. Also played for the Raptors, Pacers, Celtics, and Warriors. 2015 NBA Champion with the Warriors. 2007 NBA Sixth Man of the Year. And as a coach last year, he won the 2022 NBA Finals with the Warriors and then followed Mike Brown to the Sacramento Kings. Leandro Barbosa is turning 40. Andrew Bogut is turning 38, the former NBA center, the number one overall pick in the 2005 NBA draft by the Milwaukee Bucks out of Utah. Uh, Also played for the Warriors, Mavericks, Cavs, and Lakers. 2015 NBA champion at Utah. He was the 2005 National College Player of the Year. His number four jersey retired by the Utes, a mainstay on the Australian men's national team for the Olympics. Andrew Bogut is 38 years old. Cam, a totally unfair question with zero prep would be to ask you where he ranks in terms of number one overall picks in the NBA draft with Andrew Bogut, but here we are. Where he ranks? Yeah, that's a tough... Like in terms of just being worth it as a number one overall Correct. Oh, yeah. There are way more busts. Oh, yeah. That you would... No, he he had a good career. But, I mean, you know, he's not... not like... The 2004 number one overall pick was Dwight Howard. Yeah. And then the very next year, Andrew Bogut went number one overall. I mean, definitely different There's a fall off there. Yeah, Yeah, definitely... Dwight Howard dominated. The but 2003 okay, number yeah, one pick LeBron. was LeBron James. Yeah, so like you know, he's no LeBron, different. he's no Dwight Howard, but he was worth it because he was a very good. He's not center. Anthony Bennett. You're saying? 
not Anthony. He's Bennett. not Anthony Bennett. Okay, yeah, he's not definitely not Anthony Bennett. Noted. I mean, you know, he lasted in the league, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it, he, he was solid, and he he's a good defender, and he was yeah. a key piece in that in the um in one of uh, one of the Warriors championships for sure. Brandon Boston Jr. is turning 21. The current shooting guard for the LA Clippers selected 51st overall in the 2021 NBA draft by the Memphis Grizzlies out of Kentucky, but was traded on draft night to the Clippers. A McDonald's All-American, BJ Boston turns 21. Jose Trevino is the current catcher for the New York Yankees, also played for the Texas Rangers, one-time All-Star, one-time Gold Glove Award winner. Jose Trevino is 30. And then finally, Marc-Andre Fleury is turning 38 years old, the current goaltender for the Minnesota Wild, selected first overall in the 2003 NHL Draft by the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's also played for the Vegas Golden Knights and the Chicago Blackhawks. That's our birthdays in sports here today on November 28th, 2022. Birthdays in sports brought to you by Max Credit Union. Happy birthday, Jarvis Landry, Brian St. Pierre, Leandro Barbosa, Andrew Bogut, Brandon Boston Jr., Jose Trevino, and Mark Andre Fleury. Let's take our next time out here on the show today. Sports Call continues in a moment. All of the biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call podcast. I'm Deshaun Davis, former Auburn Tigers football player and all-SEC linebacker. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Back here on the program, Sports Call, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app. I'm J.J. Jackson. Joined by Tom Peavy and Cam Berry, and uh, we hope that you're doing well on this Monday and hope that everyone enjoyed the Thanksgiving holiday. want to give a shout-out to the Auburn Tigers volleyball team who made the NCAA tournament for only the second time ever. First time since 2010. The Auburn Tigers volleyball team will be competing in the NCAA tournament. That happens on Friday when they take on Creighton on the road. Hugh Freeze is the next head football coach for Auburn. We mentioned, Tom, about the importance of hiring a coach quickly because you've got to start recruiting. Uh, And then also, this coaching carousel is off and running, and it's absolutely crazy. And a lot of people want to know, and rightfully so, what in the world is this coaching staff going to look like? That's what needs to be figured out next as well. Yeah. Um, All reports sound like that Carnell Williams is going to be retained. Uh, And I think that's one big one that a lot of Auburn that's going to kind of placate some of the Auburn fans that have you know are hesitant to get on board with this or or even some that just full aren't going to get on board with this they can at least go well at least they kept Cadillac so sounds like he's going to be there um 
you know, I don't know who else. You're going to have to be looking, um, especially defense, because Hugh Freeze is an offensive-minded coach. Uh, here's a big question, and this is, this is one thing that's going to have to be seen. You bring in an offensive coordinator. We don't want to have to deal with another uh, Gus Malzahn-type uh, 2.0 where you have a head coach with an offensive mind and philosophy that's trying to direct the offensive coordinator. Is Hugh Freeze going to bring a coordinator in and let him run it and, and you just run the program, or are you going to be manipulating the offense? So that's going to be a question to see uh, because he is known for running that same type of system that Gus Malzahn ran. Uh, but defensive side of the ball, that's going to be the big question because you're going to have to bring in a defensive coordinator. Um, I don't know that Schmetting is going to be the guy that they're going to stick with. I would doubt it. Um, but you're going to be looking at a defensive staff. Uh, so, uh, that yeah, it's going to be a big question. And, and you're trying to do that along with bringing in recruits. And that's one of the things recruits are going to want to know. Is, you know, who's my position coach going to be? Right now, you don't know. But, uh, you know, Hugh Freeze has got a lot of connections out there. Auburn still has a lot of connections. Uh, the idea of bringing Matt Luke in to coach the offensive line, I love Big that. Big fan of that. I love it. Great coach. Great offensive line coach. Guy with, with some head coaching experience. Um, didn't do great as a head coach at Ole Miss. but uh, He was the offensive line coach at Georgia last year when they won the national yep, championship. Line, yeah. Um, very renowned Took offensive off. line coach. Uh, renowned recruiter. Renowned offensive line coach. Um. That would be that would be a great hire. Pete Thamel sure. from ESPN reporting Hugh Freeze's deal expected to be a six year deal at six and a half million per year. So, so a much getting, lower price tag than what we were talking about with Lane. We were hearing with Lane Kiffin. Yeah, because with Lane we were hearing upwards of ten, which we're means nine, you can, ten. You have more flexibility now to pay your assistant coaches and to right. pay your staff as well. Yeah, so you're getting you're getting Hugh for a little bit cheaper deal. Um, not you know that's that's not a bad deal, but um. Yeah, you're going to have to start trying to get that staff in place pretty quick because, you know, you're trying to get on the recruiting trail and convince these guys that Auburn is the place you want to come, but they need to know who's going to be their direct coach. And uh, I'm sure you're going to start seeing these things fall into place pretty quick. Like I said, we, it's already been reported that Carnell's going to be um, retained, so you're going to imagine that he's going to be your quarter, or your running back's coach. And wouldn't be surprised if he gets the associate head coach tag sure. as well with uh, what he's May, been able get, to do. Get him a little pay raise, um, you know, bump him up, bump bump the salary up, give me a little pay raise. And hey, can I mean Jarquez Hunter comes back next year? Yeah, man. And that guy turned it on at the end of the year. Yeah. Absolutely turned it on. Jarquez coming back. Demario Austin will be back. Uh, he, he's really good. Jer, uh, Jeremiah Cobb coming in um, I, from Montgomery Catholic. Very talented. I, I hope. I. It would be nice. Uh, now, it was de definitely thought that if Kiffin came here, he would definitely come. But, you know, I don't know what uh, Judkins over there at Aye. Ole Miss is thinking. Kiffin will make sure he stays. I, I would imagine so. <laughs> but, I mean, he is a kid from right up the road in Pike yeah, Road sure. that wanted to come to Auburn and Harson. Those staff wouldn't hire, or hire him. They wouldn't bring him in. You know, maybe he looks over his shoulder at what might be going on here, but I think that's a long shot. But you've got good running backs coming in. You got Jarquez coming yeah. back, um, and, and you don't know what else might happen in the transfer portal and recruiting. So again, let's be technical here as well. Tank Bigsby has only played three years of college. He football. can come back if he wants to come back. He is welcome to come back. Sure, but For also sure. after three years of college football. Tank Bigsby is now eligible to, go to pursue the NFL if that's what he would like to do. Yeah. And many people expect him to do that. Yeah, I, I expect him to, to go 
to the NFL to go to the draft. Uh, overall, rough season for him. I kind of just like Jarquez. They they kind of turned it on towards the end, so that's that'll definitely help him uh, tape wise. Uh, I think he will just blow them out of the water when it comes to measurements and in terms of uh, things like that. Um, just combine stuff. Um, so I think that will also boost his draft stock um, a little bit higher. So I could definitely see him going uh, going third round, somewhere around there. I'm ready to see what his NFL career looks like. Yeah. Absolutely, because he's I, such a talented player and really picked it up at the end of the year, like you were saying. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder, uh, I wonder what kind of offense he'll fit into for sure. Um, because he can tote the rock real, oh, he can get a lot of carries and, and do that. Uh, I think he can ca- he can catch the ball pretty well. Um, so it, it'll be curious to see because you know obviously a lot of um, a lot of NFL teams kind of split their carries between running backs outside of like maybe Derrick Henry, um, where he is basically your entire run game. Um, so it, I'll, I'll be curious to see how he, how he ends up and who who ends up deciding they want to take a risk on him. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one or toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine. Let's take a commercial break. Your phone calls are welcome after this on Sports Call. Follow us on tweeters. Follow our Sports Call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? We're done paying the bills. Now back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into the program. It's Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson here inside the studio. Tom Peavy, Cam Barry, join me. Auburn football finishes the year with a 5-7 and seven record following their loss to uh, Alabama in the Iron Bowl. 49-27, the final score in that one. Robbie Ashford, two rushing touchdowns on the day. Had a passing touchdown to Javarius Johnson in the back of the end zone as well. And you look at the passing offense for the Tigers this year, and tell me if you've got a different word, guys, but when I think about the Auburn Tigers passing offense in 2022, disappointing would probably be the best word that I could think of with what Auburn was able to do through the year. You guys agree, or what's a good word that you guys would say for Dagman, the passing attack? Weak. <laughs> Very not good. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, those things come with not having an offensive line well and or or really top-notch receivers too um i mean you got some decent receivers but you don't have game breaking like you don't have that oh my god receiver out there on the field i mean they're okay um i mean name me one that would be like a first or second round draft pick right now no you can't yeah exactly so (laughs) so they're, they're okay um but yeah, you've got a, so you. But there's three things: you got an offensive line that can't give you enough time when you're trying to pass. You don't really have a lot of good receivers that you know can run the crisp routes and and get open and do the things that a receiver needs to do. 
And then third, Robbie Ashford, just not a very good throwing quarterback. Now, he did better against Alabama with a couple of throws, but, I mean, he's just not hes not a quarterback that concerns you with uh, – as a defense, he's not a quarterback that's going to concern you with his arm. He's going to concern you more with his legs than anything in the way that he can open up the run game with the for the other running backs, but you're not really afraid of his arm. So, yeah, I mean, the passing game was stagnant just because, really, those three things – are there and and whoever this next staff is coming in you're hoping can really improve on that and whether that means that Robbie Ashford is no longer the quarterback if you get somebody that can throw it better or you develop Robbie Ashford kind of like you did with um um Malik Malik Willis because you know Malik Willis that was one of the big things that we talked about his brief time here at Auburn is you know he's hell of an athlete he could run but goodness dude couldn't throw the ball for crap and he got over their liberty and and, and, and let's also clarify, he said himself, <laughs> this is not a bash Gus Malzahn episode, Malik Willis said himself that he did not do the things that he needed to do to right. get on the field here. So he has said himself that he did not prepare right. So that's on him. However, he goes to Liberty and he gets under Hugh Freeze and now he's in the NFL. Now, he is not an NFL, quote-unquote, NFL-style quarterback and he's struggled in the times that he's uh, – been in the NFL um, it, when he's gotten the playing time, but at Liberty he developed into a quarterback that got drafted, and he was not going to do that here. So uh, you hope whether it be Robbie Ashford or whether it be somebody else that Hugh Freeze can work that magic again and maybe get a quarter turn that into a quarterback that can become a throwing threat. But before you do that, you're going to have to shore up the offensive line. You're going to have to shore up the receiving core, get those things in place, and then get the throwing going. And again, we talk about Ashford. Running was great. Yeah, sure. Throwing yeah. the football, receivers, offensive line. I mean, you, you still want to see more out of Ashford. A sub 50% completion rate isn't going to work anywhere. No. He didn't complete half of his passes. Right. No, he's not good. not good thrower. But um, Hugh Freeze is known as a quarterback guy, and so yeah. if it is Ashford, there were... Nice thing, like got yeah, the touchdown pass that Ashford had to Johnson sure. in the arm. Wow, what a throw! What an absolute heck of a throw that Ashford had. It's just going to be a matter of being more consistent and you know, you know, better passes. Well, I mean, that, that's the thing, you know, for, for every one of those that he drops on a dime that you're like, heck yeah, dude, for every one of those, there's like three or four where there's a wide-open dude on the sideline in the flats that can go for a big gain and you sling the sucker all the way to the back of the bench somewhere. You know, there, there was that play, Jarquez Hunter's running yeah. uh, on, on the wheel route against wheel Texas route. A&M on the wheel. Wide open, there's nobody in front of him, and, and he sells it over his head. I mean, those are the throws that you just have to make. I mean, when you got a wide-open guy like that, you have to make that throw. So, you know, for, it was a great pass in the Iron Bowl, and I applaud that. Good job. He made some good passes. I'm not going to say that he just was more. just complete. You just got to make more. You got to make more than 50%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't, when you have wide open guys for big gains or even touchdowns, you can't sell those into the bench. So those are the things that are going to have to be corrected if Robbie Ashford wants to be the quarterback going forward. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 9 if you would like to call in and be a part of the program here. Uh, as we go to our phone lines, fellas, joining us next here on the show, we've got... Tony from Tuskegee. Tony has called in. Hi, Tony. Yeah, how y'all doing? 
Doing well, well, sir. All right. Well, y'all talking about Robert Ashford and look at uh, Bo Nix. Look how well he's doing with a coach. I guess he, you know, he was a talent anyway when he came off. But look how exceptional he's doing now. Look at Malik Willis that left Auburn in the quarter. I mean, if you got a kid coming to high school, nobody's developing. You know, it's something else. But the pass he threw against Alabama, I don't think anybody could have laid a ball in somebody's hand that way. And to go on to say, um, you all probably know who Alabama next coach would be, right? I, I would I would assume their next coach is either going to be Lane Kiffin or Dabo yeah. Sweeney. Yeah, those, was, those are my two that I, I would suspect. I believe, I believe it'll be Lane Kiffin. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and so you think uh, as Auburn High, you freeze, uh, are they still trying to find out what type of um, violations it, he got at lift? It, it, no, it's it's all friends. it's all pretty much done. The, the the official announcement from the university has not come out. But still no press release. Yeah, there's no press release, but I mean it, it's pretty much done it's being reported by everybody uh and i mean there's even contract details that are being reported so it, it it's it's all over just a matter of waiting on the official press release to drop yeah but um what, what about cadillac you think there they say cadillac's gonna be on staff he's gonna he's, yep. yeah you'll be on the staff yep that's being reported that uh that cadillac will remain here at auburn yeah that, that's that's on the that's only fair because I, you know, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm not saying because of what other people might say and saying he might should have been hired because of this or because Deion Sanders being this and that. I mean, I think Cal, like, you know, did a tremendous job in, you know, keeping what Alvin had and he kept those, those guys actually to play. You could tell a difference between him and uh, Brian Hartson. I got a chance just watch the excitement uh, at that Texas A&M game at being inside the stadium. And, you know, people said they had been coming there all year, and they said that's the best, uh, most exciting it had been all year at that Texas A&M game. But, um, yeah, unbelievable atmosphere. A lot of people rallying behind the team that night. Yeah, but anyway, I, I hope whatever they do is best for all, but I just like to see competitive football and what's, what's best for the kids. You know, grown folks sit and talk, but it's what's best for the kids themselves. Yeah. But anyway, I appreciate y'all taking my call. Awesome. Thank you, Tony. Good to hear from you. That's our good pal Tony from Tuskegee joining us there on the show. Great to hear from him. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 if you want to call in and be a part of our program here today, fellas, as we'll go ahead and we'll take our final timeout of our number two on Sports Call today. Still wanting to take all of your phone calls. Hugh Freeze set to be the next head coach for Auburn. We're talking about that here on Sports Call. Back in a moment, Tiger 95.9. We need a timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. 
I'm Jeff Whitaker Jr., former Auburn Tigers defensive tackle and national champion, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Found a few moments of hour number two here of Auburn's first at Auburn's favorite sports talk show. My name is JJ Jackson. Tom Peavy and Kim Barry here with me on the program today. Auburn looks like they're going to hire Hugh Freeze. Everybody is reporting the news. Already getting contract details. Six years, six and a half million per year. Just waiting on the press release. If you're just now joining us today, if you Missed all the news from over the weekend uh, as we close out the hour. Again, let, let's recap what's taken place in this coaching search, guys. Because as we discussed, our last show was on Wednesday before the Thanksgiving holiday and Iron Bowl weekend. And on the air Wednesday, I mean, if you go back and listen to our podcast brought to you by our friends at Coca-Cola, and I would encourage you to do that. You need to go back and enjoy an ice-cold Coca-Cola to go along with the hottest sports talk. Coca-Cola Taste the Feeling, that podcast available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and on the app. If you go back and listen to that podcast, it's Lane Kiffin. Like, Lane Kiffin's going to happen. It's going in the right direction. We're we're charting planes and where they're heading, and Jimmy Sexton is the agent for both Hugh Freeze and Lane Kiffin. But, yeah, Wednesday's show... And, and going into Thanksgiving on Thursday, it's Lane Kiffin. Absolutely. What happened? Family. That, that's I think that's ultimately what it boiled down to. Uh, I I honestly think that everybody think John Cohen and a lot of the other people uh, at Auburn were prepared to hire Lane Kiffin, and that they thought that that's where it was going to go. Uh, even the Ole Miss side was reporting that it looked like it was going to be a done deal. Um, you had some of the – uh, some of the main writers uh, at Ole Miss, like a Neil McCready, um, you know, who's a, a has been at Auburn as a beat writer, has been around Ole Miss now forever. I mean, Neil McCready was reporting this too, not just Auburn side, and reporting that Lane Kiffin was interested in the job, wanted the job. It all seemed like it was a done deal from both sides reporting it, and all of a sudden, I, I think uh, I, it it may have. I don't know that John Sokolov's uh, post necessarily had anything to do with it but i don't think it helped because i think it kind of put the pressure on lane kiffin to say something and he saw that we, we talked about yeah. his twitter reaction and absolutely he, he definitely saw him out after the egg bowl yeah. i mean man he was testy with john sokolov yeah so i don't know that that necessarily was the final dis- uh, factor but i don't think it helped because i think it put some pressure on lane to make a, a decision and to say something right then and there. And I think he wanted to kind of do it on his own terms and not have that pressure put on him. But I think then that kind of forced the hand of with the family and them talking about not wanting to leave. And I think he ultimately listened to the family. So I think that's what it boiled down to. I honestly think that Lane Kiffin wanted this job here at Auburn. Um, From everything that I read and everything that was reported, I think Lane Kiffin wanted this job and was willing to take this job, but I think the family dynamic of wanting to remain around Oxford kind of weighed on him a lot more than being at, you know, to stay there instead of packing them up and moving them. And it's hard to blame that, you know, anytime sure. family becomes a factor. We, we mentioned Hugh Freeze having family here uh, in the Auburn area, daughters as well uh, here in the area. It's probably exciting for that family to be closer together. I value family time, love the chance to be close to, to my folks, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. So, yeah, it's not Lane Kiffin that's going to be the head coach for Auburn. It's uh, it's Hugh Freeze. 
What do you guys think about some of the other coaching carousel moves that we saw? Luke Fickle leaving Cincinnati yesterday to go to Wisconsin. A lot of people didn't see that one coming. Yeah, that's a good move. Um, just a little step up. He's he's gotten Cincinnati into the college football playoff, and that's a, a pretty big uh, big achievement uh, for what Cincinnati is. Uh, so the next step up is to go to a bigger program and try to rebuild that program and, and uh, see if he can find some success there. You think he can find success? Yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think so he'll too. be able to do it. I think so, too. Any other coaching carousel things that you've seen, Tom? Uh, Matt Rule. Matt Rule to, yeah. to Nebraska. Well, but, but actually, here's here's the biggest thing. Uh, Matt Rule uh, looks like he's going to be plucking South Carolina's offensive coordinator to go out there, see that. which means that now I've, I saw where Spencer Adler might be leaving South Carolina to go to Nebraska. So Carolina may be losing their OC and quarterback. That'd be pretty wild. That would be interesting. Yeah. Had a good relationship with Beamer at at Oklahoma, so I I wouldn't be surprised if he does want to stay with Beamer there at South Carolina. But you never know these days with the quarterbacks and how that uh, carousel goes. And then, hey, just shout out to South Carolina. They hadn't beat Clemson since 2013. That's insane, And they finally beat Clemson. Beat beat Tennessee, and then you beat Clemson in back-to-back weeks. Right. They are on cloud 10, let me tell you. Um Got to rush they the jumped above Clemson. cloud nine. Like, yeah, yeah, they're way above cloud nine because you you you're thinking, oh, this is really a not a successful season. If you're thinking in in terms of how Beamer hyped up the beginning of the season and everything going forward, and then just a couple of bad losses, but then they beat Kentucky, uh, who was ranked at the time, uh, and then later down the line they beat Tennessee uh, at home, and then they go to Clemson and beat Clemson like that's a big win that's a that's a huge win massive um and so maybe they're building something maybe maybe Beamer Ball really does work maybe it does I'm starting to buy in I'm starting to buy into year just, by year uh, so I said uh last week after they beat Tennessee I was like man just when just when you think he's that you're out of there he pulls you right back in and now <laughs> he's really pulled right back in a lot so. of nice special teams plays made by uh South Carolina in that win yeah Michigan dominating Ohio State and that rivalry game, I mean, we saw a lot of so great, surprising. a lot of great stuff from uh, from rivalry weekend in college football. All right, we've reached the end of hour number two. One hour left to go, and we've got a lot of things to discuss here on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Alongside Cam Berry and Tom Peavy, my name is JJ Jackson. Two hours in the books, and we're rolling. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. 
Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call getting started today on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson here inside the studio with Tom Peavy and Cam Barry on this Monday, November 28th, 2022. Back in the saddle. Uh, Cyber Monday, as they uh, they say. Did you guys take advantage of any deals? No. I always say I'm going to, and then I forget, and then I'm like, well, no. that wasn't great. No. I'll get paid till tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. so. so we will continue to uh, take your phone calls all show long, off and running today on what has been a very busy Monday. Here's our daily show recap. We've already finished the first two hours of Sports Call today. <sighs> Boy. That escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? It's now time for the Daily Show Recap. Um, can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? Tom, what the hell's going on on Sports Call today, man? Auburn has a coach. Yeah. Well, not officially, but it sounds like it's uh, pretty much any moment uh, would get the official announcement, but... uh, Freeze warning in Auburn as Hugh Freeze looks like he's about to become the next head coach here at Auburn. And quite the controversial hire. Um, We've discussed the controversy here. Uh, Cam is not a fan. I'm not completely a fan, but I'm I'm okay with it as long as, like I said earlier in the show, I'm okay with it as long as you can win games here and don't be a dirty (laughs) a-hole is basically what it boils down to. Um, So there's that. We talked some of the Iron Bowl, um, some of the kind of the, the good and the bad of the Iron Bowl. Um, we have discussed a little bit about Auburn basketball, not a lot, but a little bit about it. But that's been it. Uh, it's mainly been uh, about Hugh Freeze. Set to take over an Auburn football program with the collective trending in the right direction. We chatted with Brett Whiteside last week, Tom, here on the show, yep. on to victory, the executive director there. Auburn and head coach Hugh Freeze have a $92 million brand new gorgeous football facility yeah. to move into uh things happening in the life of auburn football absolutely I, that's the thing i mean the things are in place here for for great success if, if you do it the right way and that's the I think the biggest question uh, about hugh freeze right now is can you do it the right way can you do it without cheating can you do it and keep your nose clean and not get involved in in other extracurricular stuff um and and if you can do that, the success can be here because yes, you have a huge NIL collective that is going to keep growing. I think um, so. You're going to be able to do a lot of the a lot of the things that I guess he was guilty of at Ole Miss. You can now do it legally, and so these players can get paid the money. Um, and you've got that great facility. And uh, yeah, just do it. Just come in here, and win games, and keep your nose clean. Uh, that's the big. That's thing. all we ask. Yeah. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one triple eight nine tiger 9 We go to the phone lines and joining us now... Ward Damn Steve. Retired Ward Damn Steve <laughs> is with us on the show. Steve, we hope that you had an excellent Thanksgiving with friends and family and uh, appreciate you calling in today. Hello, friend. Hello, hello friends. Um, yes, I did. I hope uh, you all have a uh, happy Thanksgiving with your families and uh, uh, friends. Yes, Absolutely. Sir. Yes, sir. sir. Had a great time. Good, good. Well... I just came back from the movie that I told Mr. Lyle Boy uh, before uh, you got on uh, on the radio show uh, that I just got back from uh, seeing uh, the movie The Menu. Did you enjoy it? Uh, 
Well, I did until I got a text from my son about the uh, new hiring uh, coach, and uh, I felt like uh, uh, the the menu definitely exemplified, uh, at least from my viewpoint, uh, what uh, uh, this hiring coach uh, means. And uh, you know, I know you guys are the uh, the, 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 uh, the part of the AU network, uh, and that uh, you, know, right. you have probably certain limitations. So I don't even know if you are permitted or not to have you know any comments. Uh, disagreements about any hiring coaches or not? Uh, are you liberty to do those things? Or We're welcome have to, to have those conversations. Yeah. I mean, do you have the do you have the uh, uh, the freedom to disagree with hiring um, you know decisions or not? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I did because okay, uh, I, I don't I don't want to put you guys in our position. Uh, for me, guys, and uh, you know how much time you want to give me is up to you. Obviously, always I don't want to take much time. But uh, for me, uh, this is a, a stain in a dark day. Uh, personally, uh, for a university that I have loved and felt pride in uh, seeing War Eagle for 55 years of my life. Uh, at this point, I do not feel that way. Uh, I can't understand uh, rationally the logic that was used by this administration. Uh, and I'm talking about Cohen, I'm talking about Dr. Roberts, uh, McGlynn, um, in terms of all their vetting and the 58 criteria that led to them making this hiring decision. Uh, and uh, I've already gotten all, all kind of uh, jokes, uh, well, you can call them jokes, I guess, uh, humorous attacks uh, uh, to me by Alabama f- friends of mine uh, on uh, this new hiring coach of uh, Freeze. And all I can say is, you know, I, I can't imagine the spin that will be put on having to defend uh, his hiring. And when you have to d- defend someone that you're hiring people, for me, that's a red flag. Agreed. Okay, uh, and apparently uh, the message that has been given to us uh, is that, uh, to this administration anyway, uh, football matters more than other things in life. And he doesn't even have a, a stellar winning uh, record. In fact, in the SEC, uh, he had a losing record. And if you're going to you know, go ahead and hire a, or make a decision to hire someone like Hugh Freeze, who doesn't have a stellar record and who was apparently, you know, a hot commodity with other universities who had openings. Uh, and I, I didn't hear that they were clamoring uh, to have interviews with him uh, with all these new hiring positions that came open. Then if you're going to not care about someone's behaviors, uh, moral, ethical, integrity issues, then go for somebody at least who's a definitely proven winner. Uh, go for Urban Meyer. Hire him. Yeah, it just didn't seem like there was a lot of momentum with Urban. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm I'm throwing him up because you know this freeze is just a. I'm numb right now, guys. I really am numb. Uh, I, I'm so uh, depressed by this. I feel wounded. I was hoping they they wouldn't lower themselves and settle uh, with this pick. And from everything I've heard, uh, live chat last night with Nathan King and from Brandon Marcello, this was uh, very much to me. I'm convinced was a hired that was driven by none other than Jimmy Sexton. He was able to get both of his uh, his clients paid with, with Lane Kiffin getting the new deal at, at Ole Miss and, and Hugh Freeze on his way to Auburn. Yeah, he, he won. Uh, I, I don't. And that's his job. Uh, I, yeah, well, that's his job. Uh, he's sort of like the Walmart of, uh, I guess, of a, a coach, of agents for, for coaches and, uh, and ADs. I also uh, discovered that Cohen um, has Jimmy Sexton as his agent. So, wow. 
but what uh, I'm, I'm just perplexed by, guys, is all this vetting, these 58 criteria. And I would love to be a journalist or reporter like you guys to be at a at the press conference because uh, I can't imagine the spin. But I'd like to ask them, hey, how did how did Freeze match up with all those 58 criteria? Should maybe should, should we've had 59? Maybe you wouldn't got the 59th one. I don't know. But here's some guy who guys right. Uh, and this is as soon as 2017, 2017 uh, was either forced to resign or was going to be fired by Ole Miss after the NCAA investigation. Law was used to nut. And people have, have been uh, coming on to me and, and uh, push back, saying, well, you know, nobody's perfect, Steve. We all have flaws. And, you know, well, let's give people a second chance. Hmm. Well, hold on, if that's, your, if that's your logic. First, his second chance was liberty. Right. Okay? And now we're going to be the third chance. And when we talk about second chances, people, you know, I've, I've made bad mistakes in my life. Oh, yeah. uh, none, none that I would be, uh, you know, really proud of uh, mentioning, but I learned from them and didn't repeat the same mistakes. I get no proof of evidence, and that's why I can't understand with McLean being uh, the compliance person that he's convinced that this guy has decided to, you know, make better decisions. Because in June, July this year, guys, and I even saw, I'm sure you've seen it. I'm, I'm sure they they've seen it. The administration that uh, he DM'd a young lady at. Liberty College, who was part of a lawsuit. Yep, saw that. Sexual, sexual harassment. And he was defending uh, his AD, apparently, who he's close with, and alleging all kinds of religious, you know, indicated that he's uh, like Jesus to me. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I didn't know that. Well, he, didn't say, he didn't say that. He's, he didn't say he's like Jesus to me. He said he's the most godly guy that I know. Yeah, so <clears throat> does that give people a, a, a free pass on um, bad, bad behavior and bad decision making, and this was one of them. Uh, most recently, just five months ago, you know, well, what have you not learned, uh, Freeze? Uh, you don't need to be doing that kind of stuff, you know. And there's still an investigation going on right now by the Department of Education, um, by the federal government, about the sexual uh, harassment allegations at the Liberty College. And uh, you, you, I Auburn you has know, now made it official, by the way. There is a press yeah. release oh, welcoming Hugh saw. Freeze. Uh, as the head football coach for the Auburn Tigers. Yeah. You guys do know about uh, the AD who hired, who's at Liberty College, who hired the Freeze, right? With his history at Baylor University and Art Bryles, yes. Right, right. And he was also part of the uh, uh, the administration there in the department that tried to cover up the crap that they went over with the players at Baylor. So then he gets hired at Liberty College. So, guys, this to me is a stain on what I thought Auburn used to stand for, and that is, you know, truthfulness, honesty, and being forthright. And, you know, yeah, a lot of our coaches have, have had flaws, but not this kind of flaw. Not not all flaws are equal. Do you agree or disagree with I that? Agree. No, I, I agree. I agree. I agree all flaws are all flaws are not equal. I, I 100% agree with that. But here's my thing. Uh, well, let me hear I, your, your comments on this. Yeah, so, all right, so my only – my only devil's advocate here is that I think they did vet him. I I think that they went through their process. I don't know what their full, you know, the 50-whatever thing was, but I I firmly believe that they looked into his background. They have talked to him. They've talked about his background. They've looked into this stuff that's going on at Liberty. They have checked with the SEC office to make sure the SEC office was okay with this. Their, their background looking and everything seemed fine. 
and they felt like it was okay to make this decision. Now, people are just going to look at the background and see him as a slimy guy, and they don't want him. That doesn't mean that he's going to be slimy when he gets here. Now, his track record shows that there are some issues, but that doesn't mean that he's going to do that here. So you kind of... You, uh, I, I, I say you got to kind of take that risk that he's not going to do it because I think he is a guy that can come here and win football games and be a good coach. I, you just got to hope that he can keep his nose clean. But they have, th- they have vetted him. They did not just go and grab him and go, you know what, we're just going to turn a blind eye to everything and just not even look into it and just pretend like nothing happened. I mean, they they dig into these things to make sure that it's okay. I got to get this out here, and then we'll get back to Steve. Quotes in the press release from Auburn football hiring Hugh Freeze from Coach Freeze himself. Quote, first, first, I want to acknowledge Cadillac Williams for the incredible job he did as interim head coach. The impact he made is immeasurable and cannot be overstated. Secondly, Auburn is one of the preeminent programs in college football, and I'm very appreciative of President Roberts and John Cohen for this opportunity at Auburn. I've been fortunate to witness firsthand how special Auburn is during my time as a head coach in the SEC and while visiting my daughter Jordan, who attended Auburn and currently lives in the community. I can't wait to work with our student-athletes and the Auburn family to bring championships back to the Plains. End quote. Auburn Athletics Director John Cohen Quote, after a thoughtful, thorough, and well-vetted search, we ended where we started with Hugh Freeze. Of all the candidates we considered, Hugh was the best fit. Fit has several meanings, but the most important factors were student-athlete development, football strategy, recruiting, and SEC experience. End quote. Auburn President Chris Roberts, quote, I'm pleased that our athletic director, John Cohen, conducted a detailed and thorough national search process, and I look forward to welcoming Hugh and Jill Freeze to the Plains. I am impressed with Coach Freeze's focus on player development and his on-the-field success at multiple universities and at multiple levels. End quote. Three quotes and statements right there in the press release from Hugh Freeze, athletics director John Cohen, and Chris Roberts. Anything stand out there? SEC experience valued by um, John Cohen right there. Uh, Really awesome that in his opening statement, he first wants to give a shout-out to Cadillac Williams for the job he did as an interim head coach, and it does seem like he's going to keep him on staff. And then, uh, again, they're letting you know it was a well-vetted search to get to Hugh Freeze. Well, I mean, they they said everything that they're supposed to say. Now, the question is going to be whenever the reporters get there and start blasting the questions which away. they're going to they are going well, to do they, their job the press conference to. will take place uh, and questions will be asked sure. and so we'll see how he responds to that and then actions always speak louder than words steve you're welcome back in all right thank you guys that that makes me even more uh troubled uh that they made the statements they made uh and tom to, to your comments uh the taking a risk why does auburn university need to take risks well, because I mean, well, no, 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 because every every coach that you bring in is a risk. Every single one. Every one. You don't know because none of us have a crystal ball. Everything is a risk. Hiring Cad- taking the interim tag off of Cadillac Williams is a major risk. Hiring De- hiring now. hiring De- take Cadillac. It's still I, I a risk, Steve. Hiring Deion Sanders is a major risk. You know, hiring anybody. Hiring any. Well, no, I would too because that was the guy that I wanted. But, but, I, but hey, but Deion Sanders has got stuff in his background too. 
You can't turn a blind eye to. He's got stuff in his background. It's not as egregious okay. as it's not as egregious as what Hugh Freeze did, but I mean, he's got stuff in his background. Well, that's what I'm saying. Not all flaws are equal, and I'm saying, gee, is this the best that they thought that we could do at Auburn University? Come on, we're not Liberty College. Uh, we're not Pepperdine. You know, uh, we're Auburn University, and uh, I guess you can just dismiss the Auburn Creed because apparently it's of really no value. And talking about winning, gosh, there are other coaches out there. You know, what happened? Dan Lanning, you know, uh, what about Fickle? You know, uh, none of those people apparently were winning enough coaches to even consider. And Freeze is what you said. You are, that's the bar. Well, I mean, you're you're looking at SEC experience and things like that. So, but here, but here's my question: What has he other other than sending a text message to somebody defending the AD, which I don't agree with, because I I, I you just need to just not do that. But what has he been accused of at Liberty? Other than sending a text message, has he been accused of cheating at Liberty? Has he been accused of calling escort services at Liberty? Has he been accused directly of sexual assault at Liberty? What has he been accused of at Liberty other than sending a text message? Other, why, why, does it, why shouldn't that matter? You see, we shouldn't have to defend that kind of stuff. With somebody like Cadillac, there's nothing to defend. He's, he's a guy who not only loves his players, but doesn't screw up and continue to screw up. I mean, look, if you got, you know, removed uh, for, or well, he was asked to resign or else be removed, then you don't do this kind of crap anymore. And he didn't and do he it did at it. Liberty. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing it. that says that he did anything that he did at Ole Miss. There's nothing saying that what he got accused of and did at Ole Miss. And he made Liberty he, football he, relevant. That he has oh, done no, at God. Liberty. I, I look, I don't he's know why sent it to, he's, he's, well, I mean, just, well, no, I'm just, I'm playing devil's advocate here. He has well, not I, been I, accused I, of anything at Liberty. And saying he that, shouldn't have sent the DM that he sent. Right. I'm saying that he should not have sent a DM, he should not have sent a direct message to anybody involved in an in investigation. That's stupid. You just don't do that. But that's, that's not him directly assaulting somebody. That's not him cheating. No, that's I not him calling escorts. It's making a bad decision. It's a bad decision to send a direct message to a, a girl and saying, hey, you don't know this AD like I do. Well, what does that tell you about his continuing to have to pour, pour judgment and poor judgment? And he's going to be the face of not only Auburn football, but Auburn University. And he's going to be a leader. Wow. Now, let me throw this at you guys. I can't imagine, well, I can't imagine what uh, is going to be a scenario when people like Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, go after recruits that we're going after, and they go into these people's homes, uh, and some of them may have daughters, uh, and uh, they start, I guess, maybe mentioning, you know, um, you might want to know about uh, Coach Hugh Freeze at Auburn, and they go down the litany, the laundry list. Okay, what are they going to say? What do you think they're going to say? We're asking you. Well, I'll tell you what they'll say, if it was me. Uh, you know, this is somebody who's had some uh, really uh, troubling uh, decisions and some, some behavior that uh, got the attention of the SEC when he was at Ole Miss. And, uh, I, say that just about any there. coach. You can say that about any yeah. coach in the nation. But this this was made public. Well, sure. It's yeah. been made and, public uh, by a bunch know, of coaches. You know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, you, I know you, some of your parents have, have daughters. You know, he was involved in using the uh, university's uh, telephone or uh, calling escort services uh, for recruits and other uh, 
my issues. And Which was dumb, and he really. apologized for, he admitted his wrongs, no. and he did not make any of those mistakes at Liberty. And then it recently, uh, folks, you know, he also was involved in uh, dealing uh, a young lady who was filed uh, a lawsuit against that Liberty College that she freezes uh, uh, at uh, uh, regarding uh, some sexual um, inappropriate behaviors and sexual misconduct. And uh, that he was not involved. Really that he was not well, involved he with. Was not involved in, but you know that's going to be what's going to be portrayed. He shouldn't have done that, Steve. Yeah, he shouldn't have done that. But I. Yeah, he shouldn't have done that, but it's not like he is not the one being accused of sexually assaulting anybody that's and then de enter. It's not the issue. Look, it is but, that, but that's the way that? but that's the way people are portraying this, Steve. That people the people that are and again I need to say this. I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of this Hugh Freeze but I'm not one of those that's just ready to go and burn the place down over it. But the way this is being portrayed and it's just like it happens a lot of times in the, in today's world is People are getting bits of information without knowing the story, and I think it's getting kind of portrayed as that he is the one that is being accused of sexual assault and things like that, and he's oh, not. No. no, that's not it. I know, no, but people it. but people think that. People are thinking he is the one that is being investigated for sexual assaults and everything, and it's not. He's, he, he responded to this girl saying, you don't yeah. know the athletic director the way that I do. No, he shouldn't have done that. That was dumb. You don't do that. But it's not like he is the one being accused of sexual assault. He's never been accused of anything like that. You know, he has been accused of calling escort services. Now, was that for himself or was that as inducements for recruits? That's the other thing you don't know. But and, and he got busted for that. But he hasn't been accused of that at Liberty. The only thing Period. the only thing that he has been accused of at Liberty was sending a direct message to a girl involved in the investigation saying, you don't know the athletic director the way that I do. But other than that, he's not been accused of anything at Liberty. Well, I'm reading here from an article from USA Today. Um, it's entitled, Who is Hugh Freeze? Uh, Conflicting Views of Former Ole Miss Coach by Josh Peter from USA Today. Um, and I don't know if you guys have read it. It's an article written back in 2017. And apparently there was some inappropriate conduct uh, when he was a coach at a high school there. Are you aware of that? Mm -hmm. At a Division II college when he was much younger, yes. That is I, public information that's yeah. been out there about him. Yeah, so what I'm saying, guys, you know, these kind of behaviors and my previous, you know, uh, non-retirement profession was as a, uh, a life special counselor, these kind of behaviors don't just somehow stop. Uh, they do tend to repeat themselves, and that's what I'm concerned about. And, this again, I can't understand – how they feel comfortable, all these three people in our administration, to hire somebody who they're going to have to defend, because this is not going to go away. This will be, this will be coming up. Instead, go on, let's go after somebody who maybe doesn't have as much you know, flaws or serious flaws or damaging you know, uh, behaviors in the past that we're not going to have to def defend or to justify. That, that's, that's what I just find. Yeah, this isn't just, a fun to place me, to be you know, in, see, but this is the hire that Auburn's made, and so yeah. here we go. Well, the thing is, that John, you know, John Cohen, the, the athletic director, and whoever else was involved in the search, they understand that there's baggage there. They're not blind to it. They, they understand that this is going to come with baggage, and it's going to be controversial. But according to them, and what you, you have, I mean, I say you have to trust, or whether you want to trust it or not, They've dug into everything. They looked into this background. They've they've talked to him. They've talked to him about the stuff that has gone on in the past. That's the vetting process. They have done this. 
they came to the conclusion that they have vetted him enough that they feel comfortable doing this and they can make the hire knowing that, yes, there's some baggage there. But apparently to them, it's not enough baggage that they're like, you know, we can't touch this guy. This is not like an Art Briles situation. Like you try to hire Art Briles and bring a baggage in like that. This is not Art Briles. Well, Tom, and the rest of you guys, then what explains how come the only job that he could get was at Liberty College? Well, I mean, that was just coming straight off of that. You got you got a guy that just got a school put on probation, and, and a lot of people are not going to touch that because the NCAA is hovering around, and Liberty took the chance to, to let him come in and coach. I mean, that's why he went to a very small school like that because, yeah, I mean, most coaches that get fired because of an investigation that you get caught up in, you're not going to get no big name coach. No big name schools are going to hire you after that. That's just that just happens okay, all the time. What what I won't say again. We talked about this earlier in the show, Tom, and and we saw Bruce Pearl speak out about this on social media, and and you know a lot of people want to equate Bruce Pearl's hire at uh, Auburn with Hugh Freeze, and you shouldn't do that. Right. However, what is really relevant in that is the compliance office that is involved in both of these issues. The compliance office that makes sure every T is crossed and every I is dotted in both instances. And I think that can be another level of reassurance that Auburn has done everything in their power to make sure that this is a a decision and a a move that they want to make. Well, uh, that's troubling to me as well. Because if you just want somebody who's definitely a hot commodity, a hot hire, then what explains why all these openings at all these different universities in the past two months, I've not read anywhere where they're reaching out or interviewing or contacting uh, Hugh Freeze. Uh, but, well, but you don't know that. But I, but I can tell you this: for every school Cincinnati, that has, for listen for Nebraska. every for every school that has come open, Hugh Freeze's name pops up. Now, whether they whether they go after him or they talk to him, I don't know. But his name has been coming up for every. Sir, every coaching vacancy that he also comes wanted up, to get back into the SEC. He wanted to get back in the SEC, and but, none of those schools you yeah. listed were SEC schools. But it, but openings have happened over the over the South past. South Carolina, his they, his they, name they, his, they just recently hired. Yeah. They didn't hire him. No, no, they didn't. But I, but his name was there for that. His name his what? name his name his name, his, his name gets mentioned for just about every opening out there. He is he's one of the more highly regarded as far as like a football coach. He's one of the more highly regarded he coaches out there. He had a top 10 offense at Liberty. Really? Yes. Yes. You know, if if you want that then we can get Melzahn. Why we should have even fired Melzahn then? Because he'd be uh, all I hear is. Well, and Steve, Alabama. we well, were saying that we defended time. Gus Melzahn on Sports Call. You know, if you want that, just get Melzahn back because Melzahn beat Alabama three times. Which I would welcome. But that's not happening. Yeah. And he's not that winning. I mean, he has a, he had a losing record when he was at L, uh, SEC, uh, when he was at Ole Miss. At he Ole Miss. He didn't have a winning record at Ole Miss. Yeah, he didn't have a winning record. He also turned them around. Yeah, he, he turned also, them around. Okay. He, he that turned, can't be that hard at Ole Miss or Mississippi State. No, it's very hard to do at those two schools. That's very hard to do. Not when you cheat. Well, well, Steve, he had Matt Luke take over yeah. right after who was on his staff and did way worse than Hugh Freeze did. Okay. All right. So, well, Steve, Steve, here's my, Steve, here's my thing. What is it about what is it about 
the one thing. What is it about Hugh Freeze that you do not like? Was it the fact that he cheated at Ole Miss? Was it the fact that he called escort services? Or was it the fact that he sent a direct message to a girl in investigation? What is it that you don't like about him? All of the above. All Integrity, of the above. ethics, and character. Okay. So to me, this is a stain on what I used to take pride in when I said War Eagle. It meant something that I didn't have to defend or feel, you know, well, you know, um, they do it too, you know, or anything like that. I, I don't feel that way any longer because this is not the high that I thought represented and would be uh, the, the face of leadership uh, for, for this program. Uh, and that's, that, that's my take. Uh, you guys obviously may have a different take on it. Uh, I love you guys, but right now I'm in a really, really um, – I'm, I'm, I'm in a dark place about all this. I'm right now just kind of feeling numb emotionally. And again, as I said earlier, I, I feel wounded. And you're welcome to feel that way, Steve. And this is going to divide the fan base. And a lot of people And if are. people want to stop being Auburn football fans, you are allowed to do that. If you want to be an Auburn football fan now that Hugh Freeze has been hired, you are allowed to do that. You could do whatever you want to. No, I understand that. I just would like – well, you, you guys, I know, Cam, you said you – probably t- take uh, my, my viewpoint. Uh, Tom, yours is more uh, rah, rah, rah for uh, Hugh Freeze? No, my, my no. I, I've, Hugh Freeze was not a guy that I wanted. But the, deci- I know but, I know, but the thing is, the decision has been made. And so I can't just sit there and go, oh, you know. Well, Let's fire him. You know, yeah. yeah, I mean. Let's go to the next guy. He's here. It's done. So I need you to come in here, recruit the best players, win football games, and don't be a dirty a-hole. And if you do that, then the then all of this crap that is going on right now will be forgiven. People will forget that. Now, if you're just assuming that he is going to come in here and be a sleazeball and get Auburn in trouble or get himself in trouble, then I get it because people think that. They just think that it's just a matter of time before he does something stupid and, and gives a black eye to Auburn. But you don't know that. You don't know that in the crystal ball. He may come here, win national titles, and become the greatest coach Auburn has ever seen and keep his nose clean, and everybody will love him. But we don't know that. We don't know that. You're just assuming, everybody is assuming, that he's going to be a dirty a-hole when he comes in here, but we don't know that. No, I'm not assuming any of that stuff. I'm just I'm, I'm just, just alarmed by the, the three people involved in decision-making that uh, thought this a risk that was worth uh, taking with all the the, the the badge that comes along with it, with having to defend, because they're going to have to defend uh, all these issues that you and I are discussing, sure. and that's what that's what troubles me. That there wasn't some other candidate that was better qualified and that had less flaws and less public uh, baggage uh, to bring with them. That's that's what I, I couldn't sure. figure out. See, we got to let you go today. I know, I know, guys. It's uh, the, my my last thing is that they vetted him. You have. Again, I, you have to trust the process. I hate to say you have to trust nobody. You don't have to trust anything. But I say trust the process that they vetted him and they and they have come to the conclusion that it was okay enough that we can do that. They didn't just go, you know, we're just going to turn a blind eye to this and just let it happen. I think they investigated this enough that they felt like that it's okay to do this. And, and obviously the SEC office is fine with it as well. Okay, guys. Uh, your time is always appreciated. Yeah, man. Uh, my time is way up. Talk to you tomorrow, so, Steve. Uh, I thank you for uh, the therapy that uh, I've gone through. Uh, I'm still going to be uh, torturing myself over this because I'm, I'm just right now in a really uh, dark place about all this. 
Uh, but thank you, Wade. We yeah, love you, Steve. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. War Eagle. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. That's uh, Steve joining us on the program. 334-887-3401. Toll free at one 888 9 Next up on the show. Michael from Auburn. Michael joins us. Hey, Michael. Hey, guys. Uh, I was just uh, – I, I didn't know if y'all got a chance or if y'all talked about it, but have you seen Will Herring's post in regards to Hugh Freeze? Did he do a new one or was this the one that came yesterday? Uh, I think this was yesterday, but he works. Uh, Hugh Freeze's daughter is uh, is Will Herring's assistant, okay. and so he talks to him on a daily basis. I, I'll, I'll tag y'all in the Facebook post, uh, but yeah, but I watch that and I listen, and 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 I respect Will Herring. Uh, I think you know he's a godly man, and I, I think he's an Auburn man, uh, and I listen to him, uh, and 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 I think he he spoke from the heart in regards to. Hugh Freeze and working, you know, for almost a year and a half with uh, Hugh Freeze's daughter, uh, which I didn't know that she was in Auburn or, or, or it, you know, works as his assistant. But, uh, you know, he's like, I, I know the daughter that she is, and to be that type of person that you have to come from a godly family. Um, and so I, I, I listen, I listen to his whole, you know, uh, he was like, everyone's giving an opinion. This is just my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, but, I mean, I, I appreciated where he was coming from and that, and I would encourage anyone to reach out and, and look for that. Uh, I'll say this about Hugh Freeze. Um, I think you get him at a far lower rate than what you would have to pay Kiffin. Uh, and I think that, yep. that I think that bodes well for building a staff because that saves you some money to be able to bring in a staff uh, and pay them. Uh and, and, and bring in coordinators and bring in people. But I just hope that Hugh has a backbone uh, that he doesn't get railroaded and pushed into a corner because he's he campaigned so heavily for this job that, that I'm just – I guess my side of it is I'm worried about Auburn being Auburn and just not letting the man do his job. Uh, because he's he's pushed so much for this job, and and you know because of those those things, uh, I think if he wins, I think in six months we're not even we're not worried about this. But I think if he comes out and and, and loses, I think that you know this will this will be another thing. I mean, look at Harson and look yep. at just the the vaccine issues and and how that became a big issue. You know when he first started losing and that, that became thing. I mean, he wins, that's not a problem. So yeah, that's I, just my two cents, guys. Thank you. Yeah. I, I think one of the big differences there is that uh, I think more of the boosters are on board with this hire. Uh, the Harson hire was more of uh, Alan Green kind of going rogue and doing his own thing against the better wishes of the board. You can say that's a good thing, bad thing. Otherwise, obviously, it didn't work out. But when you had that situation, Every little misstep that happened with Brian Harson, whether it be COVID, whether it be other accusations that were out there, the trustees were quick to jump on that and, and seize on that to try to get him out of here. I think with Hugh Freeze, the majority of the board are on board with this, so there's going to be more leeway uh, and not just like immediately trying to find every little thing to run him out of town. They think they're going to give him time to try to do what he does. Again, let him do what he does. I think I really honestly believe that once this all kind of blows over and if he starts bringing in a great staff, starts recruiting at a high level and you start seeing the wins come up and he keeps his nose clean and the off-the-field stuff, this other stuff is going to go away. Now, some people are going to talk about it, but I think as long as he 
keeps himself out of trouble. Sure. And the wins happen, then it's going to be okay. Now, if the wins don't happen, then obviously people are going to look at it as you took a risk on this guy with all this baggage, and now you brought him in, and he can't. Now he can't even win, and you're going to have to fire him again. Why did you do this in the first place? But that's the risk. That's the risk reward on on what you do. And uh, every hire is a risk. You one just more, don't know. One more phone call today. Almost out of time here on the show. Anthony from Auburn. Anthony is back with us. Hey, Anthony. No more phone calls today. Uh, Anthony no longer with us here on the show. Uh, that got crazy. We're not able to take a, a break in this last hour uh, due to some phone calls there. So going on? What, yeah. what is the, the, the whole thing on the recap, though? That that really yeah, that, that escalated really, quickly. that really escalated quickly. <laughs> Got out of hand. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect to kind of sum up this past hour on the program. Well, it was going to be expected. But Auburn made it official. They did. They've got a football coach, War Eagle. Yeah. He got Darren Bates, former Auburn player, former NFL player. He says, "Y'all can't be mad at everything." GD, I never liked Carson from day one, but I gave him a chance. Now you got a known winner, been in the SEC, et cetera, and you want to cry about it. Shaking my head, shut up. Certainly some people <laughs> That's what Darren Bates says. posted online. I, I, I saw Jeff Holland had similar reactions as well. But, look, we'll continue, well, look, we can play this devil's advocate game all the time. Ken, there's a lot of people that are outspoken that don't like this hire. Oh, yeah. You know, a ton oh, of yeah. people going on, on both sides of the fence here. A lot of people not happy with it. Uh, just... I'm just at this point. We just gotta see how it plays out. I guess you know. Hopefully, he doesn't make a a donkey of himself. And that's the same thing that we had. You know, like at what Brian Harson zero SEC experience. No, gotta see how it played out. It didn't play out well. Right. Jeff Holland, former Auburn Tigers edge. It's never my place to speak for anyone but me. I sure am glad I serve a God that forgives me of my transgressions. We are all, every single one of us, sinners and need redemption. I try to stay humbled and discipline myself to withhold judgment on others, a slippery slope. Uh, seems to be some underlining tone and message there in support of Hugh Freeze. What a show, guys. What an absolute show. Yeah, facts. Banger of a program. Good show today. A lot going on. A lot going on. Seriously. New football coach at Auburn. I would imagine no decision yet as to when an introductory press conference will be held. Uh, Landon King just tweeted out, let's ride. So you think he is. We knew he was out of the transfer portal. We saw Robbie Ashford. I guess he's ready to rock and roll. Robbie Ashford supports the hire. So I think Auburn football. The thing is, there's a lot of support for this hire. We, it feels like we've kind of gotten onto the negative of this because there are a lot of negatives. There are a lot of people that are very, very, very supportive of this hire. So it is a divided fan base. It's not all negative. There are a lot of folks that are that are fully very on board divided. with this. Man, Cam, thanks for being here today. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. Tom, good to see you as always. That was a good one. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in and calling in to Albert's first and Albert's favorite sports talk show. For Tom Peavy and Cam Berry, my name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day. Good day.